following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. It's come down to this. 100 laps. Five to go. At the line. Five cars nose to tail heading down into turn number one. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida races. It's definitely crunch time. Somebody's going to have to make a move. Three laps to go as they cross the start finish line. Going down into turn number one. They start to fan out. Coming off a of two. They're side by side. Down the back straight away. Inside Florida races. That's it. Coming off a of turn four. White flag in the air. Checkers and wreckers. Anybody's races. They go down to turn number one. They fan out. Two by two. Three wide. Coming off the of turn number two. They get sideways. Down the back straight away. Someone breaks loose to the top. Trying to make the run up on the high side. Going to do it the hard way around. Coming around four. There's still two by two. Three cars drop back. It's one car coming out sideways. Two's on the inside. Coming to the line. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida race. Inside Florida racing. 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 Welcome, folks. This is Carol Wicks. In the studio tonight as a guest speak uh, guest host, we have, um, what's your name? Scott Lombard. <laughs> Carol, I, I will get you back for this one. That's okay. I'm just but playing. But you know everybody, everybody is either ill or on vacation or have something going on when you guys did Well, Cece had the, a death the in the family and our condolences go well, out. You, are, you, are you like saying your third string or something uh, here? What are, what are you saying? I am so far bench, it's not even far. <laughs> that voice you hear in the background is none other than Jack Smith. What's the name of this show? <laughs> I don't know the Goonies. All right, inside Florida racing. Hey Scott, we got we got some things cooking tonight, man. We got uh, Rick Angie's going to join us here in a little bit. He was the announcer at the uh, Powell Memorial up at uh, Ocala. What a, what a, what a show! What a show! Huh? What a show! Then you got uh, Johnny Collins. We might let Ken Kenny say a few words. We might. And my buddy Brian Finney. Mike Bresnahan. Wayne Ruderman Sr. Daniel Keene. And uh, and some mystery guests, maybe. Maybe. It's becoming less and less likely. But we are going to <laughs> announce the uh, the uh, Pandora Jewelers Driver of the Month for May, which is, we, we probably ought to do since it's like, what, the 9th of June? Actually, it's going to be good to know. I don't even know. I... I we didn't even talk about it. I'm looking forward to finding out. Who well, it was I, I didn't know until what about uh, two hours ago when I was informed who it was because, of course, we have a we have a, a secret committee that picks this stuff every month. And uh, oh my God, very secret. Very this secret. whole industry is built on secret team, secret committees. I'm gonna tell you something. It wasn't secret. What? When I snuck down to Charlotte County Speedway Motorsports Park this weekend, and uh, I'll tell you what. It was absolutely amazing to see uh, the uh, the man who we're going to have a humanitarian award named after at some point, I'm sure. Don't even go there. Phil Morrison. I, I, can't, I can't help but to go there. I was the one who started this whole thing. <laughs> yeah, it was his idea. Phil Morrison actually won a race without being disqualified. No, kept his cool after the race. That's good. Yeah. He That's was good. laid back, and all them little kids were hanging all over him. It was cool. Hey, Linda, how you doing? They went at 14, 14 cars, I think, they had in that modified race. Wayne Wayne Jefferson tried to get by him, and I think Doug, everybody. I mean, they all, nobody could get by. 
Listen up. While we're on this subject, this coming weekend at Charlotte County Motorsports Park is going to be... Uh, you want to try saying that again? Motorsports... <laughs> did I say pork? <laughs> I... I, you, I you meant listen, You listen park. to the Jason talking about those pulled pork pa- sandwiches, Shut up. I guess. Park. <laughs> we are going to have a hundred laps of super late model racing. Scott is going to... Scott... Um, uh, Walters. I know. I'm, I'm having brain problems tonight. <laughs> Scott, Scott Walters. Walters. Billy Bigley. I mean, we've got a group of some of the best drivers in the county. Coming. Now, how do you know Billy Bigley's going to be there? Because I know Billy Bigley is going to be there. Actually, he's going to be there with his kids. His, kids his two running. boys are going to be racing in their, so. sp- in their uh, Fab Fours, I guess it yep. is. And they're, and they're four-cylinder classes. Corian, I'll tell Taylor. you what. He, you know, he, he, uh, I, I've given up on predicting stuff. You know, we, um, <laughs> first of all, we predicted that uh, we being me. You know how I like to use those possessive yes. pronouns. But, uh, <laughs> Jack, Jack calls himself in a third party all the time. <laughs> we, well, we, I said, yeah, there'll probably be uh, 20 cars maybe at Lakeland for the super late model race. There was 29. And, of course, uh, picking, you, picking Ocala and having more than 50 was a no-brainer. Was that one was 53-54. Oh. I'm still confused over that. But uh, uh, I said there would be eight. Uh, checkered flag sprints at at Charlotte. There were sixteen, and then I told second, my this is a yeah. second checkered checkered flag sprint that they had more than they, they had sixteen. Yeah, it was pretty good, and it was a good race too. It was it was very exciting. We had a hundred uh, cars in the pits. But what made me think? What got me on this this thing about the predicting was uh, I was talking to Skip Wall. Of course, he's our North Carolina uh, uh, guy for uh, Real Racing USA, and. Uh, uh, he and I were talking about uh, we cover the Pro Cup and 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 all that sort of stuff, and uh, we were discussing whether Bigley was going to go. I said, if I had a hundred bucks in my pocket right now, which I don't have, um, I would certainly bet that Billy Bigley is not going to Milwaukee to the Milwaukee Mile Race. I would not have put your money on that. And we we were talking about that. He got a good ride for yeah. there. And then he's got the one. Uh, so what was the deal? Do you know what the deal? Why did he go? I, I mean, there was no way that guy's going to tow 3,000 miles, whatever well, let it me is. Tell you, it was over. I, I forget the exact dollar. Do you know what the gas bill must have been? $5,000 yeah, it cost them for gas. Tim told me that. For the travel to and from. Yeah, because it's 2400 from North Carolina up there. And if he didn't pick up the sponsor he picked up for that race, he would never have gone. He said that himself. And he's got the same sponsor. Well, there you go. That answered that question. The, the other race that's way out in Never Never Land. So go back to where I was before you interrupted me. There's <laughs> also going to be Friday night racing at Charlotte County. The Pro Fours, the Fab Fours, Road Warriors, all the, the uh, backup. Uh, for those the, of you that, that do know, of course, you know, Robert and I do the full throttle Fridays from the track there. We are still going to run it on Friday, even though they're running the races. So you're going you're gonna to get some live racing coverage at the same time that we're going to be there on Friday, which is kind of cool. Now, to get back to Ocala. Ooh, we. Rick Angie. Yes. Oh, hi, Rickles. How you doing? Good. How are you? Hi. Right. I'm doing good. We let Rick out of his cage this uh, Tuesday night. <laughs> Join us here on uh, Inside Florida Racing. Hey, Ricardo, what do you think about that deal, Pal Memorial on Dirt, man? Uh, I think it was probably one of the most exciting races I've ever announced. Amen. I, I mean, you know, it was just, you know, we were all... You know, I listened to you earlier, Jack, about you, and you and I sat down and we talked about, you know, predicting how many cars were going to be here, there, and everywhere. Um, 
Last week I said 55. We got 53. And it was just unreal, the talent on that racetrack Friday night. I'll tell you what. I, I know that Roger Krause will never forget that race. <laughs> I know I'll never forget watching Roger Krause in that race. I mean, you know, when you're announcing, you're trying to focus on the entire race, uh, but basically trying to not lose sight of the leaders. But this guy starts from 26 and gets up into the top five. And and you can't say enough about Jordy Nipper either, you know, because the kid, uh, he dropped out of the top five. He started up in the front. Um and he just found that outside groove, and, I mean, he was just riding the rim all the way around that racetrack, got up to second, and was actually closing in on Johnny Collins, one of the few people that had a, you know, had a chance at closing in on him, but uh, the, got up in, you know, in the high stuff and, and lost it over in turn four. And, and Roger was, you know, he was coming. He was coming, and, he just, <laughs> you know, there isn't a whole lot of brakes on a dirt track. And yeah, well, he, I don't think he would have had time to have used them anyway. What do you think, oh, Scott? That track was slick as slick as he was cruising, man. And yeah, I was, he was when he, he he found that cushion, he definitely rode it. There was no doubt about that. What are some of the uh, yeah? What are some of your other thoughts on the event? Wayne yeah. Anderson, talk about Wayne. Well, Wayne Wayne started out, you know, had a tough night. We, you know, all we see is this black car almost flipping over on the back stretch, and and here and fires it back up. Here it is. Wayne goes in the pit. Um, comes back out, you know, he still had a couple other altercations during the race and still finished by 11. Yep. You know, that, that was unreal. But, you know, the, the rest of those guys, you know, and I'm, I, I know Mike Peters doesn't like me talking about asphalt at his racetrack, but how could I help it with, you know, Patrick Williams and. Patrick and, uh, was awesome. Oh my goodness. Pratt, you know, and, and the rest of the talent out there, it was just, you know, these guys, uh, they were all out there, you know, like, um, I think B.J. Cavan said it in his report, a lot of people say that there's too many memorial races in the state of Florida. Well, this one this one deserves it because, I mean, it, it's the, it, it's probably the premier memorial race in the state of Florida, and it always has been. You know, it, the, the uh, car counts have been up and down through the years, but like James Powell said, he believes that this is probably the most attended by fans, drivers, and, and, and everyone in, in the history of the event. Rich Pratt had a heck of a good race. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was, well, you know, Rich won the Scott Thompson Memorial mm-hmm. um, down at East Bay, which was no slouch win. Uh, that, that guy's really, you know, he had his problem the first race at Ocala, but this one, this one, he he was ready for it. And, and actually, when I interviewed him in the winter circle, he thought he had more, you know, that he could have come up more. But uh, Shane Williams, man, he th- he was also a man on him. <laughs> he, he really had a great race, too. That that was a very interesting, exciting race. It was worth the trip, believe me. Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm thinking, you know, Ivan Lloyd went on and, and he left the dream up in Eldora and he went down to, I believe, Tennessee and won a Southern All-Star race. But I know he was wishing he was down at uh, Ocala that night because, I mean, that's his, home, that's his home track. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, Why did he leave the dream? I guess uh, they, had, uh, they got some... Uh, a bad draw in qualifying or something. Really didn't think they had a chance to, to, to get in. They had 110 cars there. Oh, no doubt. I'm sure he was he was hoping he was wishing he had been at uh, Ocala. I'll tell you. I, I tell you what, it's it's being talked about national. Uh, you know, I've been all over the message boards, all over the place, all the dirt message boards and stuff. And uh, this was on. You know, the dream was this weekend, but they're all talking about Ocala and the Pal Memorial too. Well, I tell you, we had our biggest. Uh, Biggest live audience for one of these broadcasts of the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. It was uh, 
a lot of people listening online, a lot more than normal. That was pretty yeah, cool. Yeah, we were, you know, in between, you know, calling the race, you, you and I were looking at the stats on the on the counters, and then we're going, wow. <laughs> you know, we've done a lot of these things, and uh, nothing like that has ever come aboard. A lot of people wishing they were there, that's for sure. So, uh, Rick, I'll tell you what we're going to do, man. Hang on here a minute. We're going to take, uh, we're going to go for a, a, a short break. And uh, while we're doing that, we're going to round up uh, Johnny Collins. How about that? All right. Sounds uh, great. Yeah, so just hang with us. We'll be right back in a, you know, in a few minutes here. All right. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. They say those who can't play coach. Apparently those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Oh, that's right, Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. Shout it out loud. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to Five Star Race Car Bodies. Five Star Race Car Bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, Five Star has one driving passion, to help you win. Five Star Race Bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, Short Track Asphalt, Short Track Dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today at fivestarbodies.com. Carnite.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnite.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnite.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnite gets it done. Johnny, you there? Hello. Welcome yeah. to Inside Florida Racing. Johnny Collins on the line. Well, and you had one heck of a weekend, didn't you? Yeah, we had a, a real good weekend. Can we go on meeting like this? <laughs> <laughs> yes, yeah, so, Johnny, you went, uh, of course, you, you, you won at uh, the Powell Memorial, an awesome race that was. And then you also uh, went up to North Florida in Lake City and uh, took the feature there, man. That's that's. That's a weekend. Uh, very that's a good weekend. That's the kind of weekend you like to have every uh, every time you go out, which you know you can't, but you enjoy the heck out of them when you do. Yeah, we were just talking with Rick about uh, some of the uh, the the uh, just thoughts that we had uh, after we were just looking at the weekend and the race. That was one of the biggest uh, events, and, and of course James Powell was very pleased with uh, with the way the whole whole event turned out. What was what were some of your thoughts besides being happy about the win? Oh, you know, you, you look at the turnout with the crowd and all, you know, the, the guys there racing and, uh, you know, just knowing the, the history behind everything. And, you know, the, Terry and all that owns my car, they knew the whole family real well. And, you know, it's a real special deal, and I'm glad everything just turned out as good as it did. Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, Johnny, you know, um, 
you've been racing for quite a few years in the late model series, national late model uh, champion and stuff. Uh, this new series, the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, give us a few of your thoughts on the way this series is progressing six races into 2008. Six races in, and uh, it's just getting bigger and bigger. You, um, He's got a strong series with the support staff that he has, the tracks he's going to, and, uh, you know, everything's just looking up. I keep looking for bigger and better things, and I know uh, I know he's going to bring them to the table. And just like this weekend, if uh, with the bonus for starting in the back, now I guess I should have took it, but I didn't, you know, <laughs> playing it safe. But uh, everything he does is, uh, is a positive, and he's going and taking the steps for the right direction. Yeah, well, you know, we talked about, uh, you know, the track after the race. You said it was pretty slick, but uh, tell us a little bit of what you did to adapt to the slickness of that Ocala surface. <laughs> Well, you know, we, uh, we've been testing a lot here lately. I even had, uh, Mark drive the car and I couldn't come up there on a local Saturday night. Um, I had to work and, and he come up there and tried a few things for me. And, you know, you just, you, you're steadily working at things and trying different things, whether it's your shocks or, you know, your spring combinations or balancing the, the, the lead. Now, you know, whatever. We're always looking for something. And, and I think we stumbled across a, a good combination when we was at East Bay. I mean, the car really come to us in the, that feature race. So we, we put basically, um, you know, a same similar package to that back on the car for over there. Um, and, you know, I talked to Ivan, and he always keeps me updated on any track I, I need to know on. Face it, he's, he's one of the best in the business and one of the best uh, sportsmen out there, too. He, he loves to help you if you need a hand. So I always lean back on people like that, too, to, uh, to just get a heads up, and it all worked out. Now, what do you think? What do you think Ivan's feelings are? You know, he bowed out of the the dream up in Eldora, and he won a race up in Tennessee, a Southern All Star. But what, how do you think he feels about not being able to make that foul memorial? I bet I know he'd he'd rather been there. Uh, I'm sure he'd rather been there with us. And uh, you know, personally, I, it might have been good he's not because he might have been talking to you right now instead of me. But, uh, <laughs> I don't you know, think so, man. That's one hard competitor, man. He's, he's serious everywhere he goes, you know. So, well, I guess you you two are the are the only two so far who've, who've got a repeat, isn't that right, Rick? That's right. Yeah, they're the only two uh, two wins in uh, the series right now. Really, really. Yeah. That's what I say. But you know, you can't take a, uh, nothing away from anybody out there because there's a lot of hard competitors in that series. I'm telling you, guys, tell us a little bit about that, Johnny. I mean. You know, a lot of the people in the South uh, think that, you know, basically when we started this that it was just going to be like a Florida late model series, but uh, it's really taken off. The Alabama, Georgia, uh, and the Florida contingents are all racing there. Tell us a little bit about the competition in this series. Well, you know, your competition level, of course, that's what keeps us, you know, keeps myself and then Ivan it coming back and stuff like that. You have, what we, how many cars we have total this weekend? 53. 50, yeah, 53 cars. 53 cars, there was 53 guys that could have won that race. I mean, you have three different motor combinations. You have the tires to select from. I mean, you have everything there. It, it's, uh, it, for this area, uh, you know, it's great. It's, it's just as good as going to win a Southern All-Star race or anything like that because you do have the competition. You do have to sit there and think and plan everything out and stay on top of your, your game, you know, the whole night long. So it's, there's nothing easy about it. Don't ever, you know, you can't think that. After talking to you know, a bunch of the competitors, some of the car owners and stuff, the one thing they do say about uh, our series is that, you know, the motor combinations, the tire combinations, whatever, the way that we've got the rules packaged, there's, you know, it, it's so equal that anybody can win on any given night. That you're exactly right. I mean, you know, we go to one track one night, and, and your crate motor will definitely be the dominant force. 
Well, the National Motor's been a good average for us just because it's right dead in the middle, you know, and if you can control your torque issues on the the, uh, the National Motor, then, then you're you're good everywhere. But definitely, you go to a track, if we go to Waycross and stuff like that, that you can really get things down, well, you know your bigger motor, if you get the car working, is going to shine. So there's, there's advantages on every rule that he has for that series, and it, it's, man, I like it. It's a great deal so far. Yeah, I know. I mean, he's really, really working hard to keep everything equal for everybody. And and the big thing is, and I think you could have done it, is the, is the challenge part of the United Dirt Lake Model Challenge Series when he offers all the heat winners some extra cash to go to the rear. Uh, you know, this Friday, Friday night would have been $9,000 to win. I know. Somebody's going to jump on that here shortly, I guarantee you. Yeah, no <laughs> doubt about it. No doubt about it. We got Golden Isles coming up, Johnny. Uh, what do you think about that racetrack? That's going to be a good a good race for the series if we, you know especially if he can bring the car count over which I have all confidence he will. Uh, every time we've been over there with uh, the other series and and it's just that Frankie's laid the track out you know and Grady and all them they laid the track out you know perfect for for racing with that many cars so two and three wide racing last time we went over there so you should see a daggum good show over there as well. well I'll tell you what you and Ivan and you know. Uh, Mark Wagner, the rest of the crew, you, all you drivers out there, I mean, you guys are, are, are what's making this thing very special. You know, this is my first year ever announcing dirt, and I'm going to tell you what, I don't know why I waited so long. <laughs> well, you know, you got to take your hats off to everybody with, you know, with Ken and the whole staff and then yourself that, uh, you know, help pushing it along because, you know, without y'all sticking y'all's neck out there getting it for us, then we wouldn't be there to do our deal, and then, you know, we're there for the. I'm there for the fans, and as long as the fans keep going, we're racing, and we're all you know doing what we love to do. Absolutely, Jack. You got anything to add? I was going to say, uh, I just congratulations, Johnny, on a great weekend and a great win up there at Ocala. And we're gonna we're gonna talk to some of the other guys here tonight. We're gonna talk to Ken Kenny in a little bit. Get an update on uh, this uh, new tri uh, tri state championship up at uh, uh, Brunswick Golden Isles, and uh, also we're gonna talk to. Uh, uh, you know, one of the things that was, was kind of Rick and I were talking about a while back here, Johnny, is, you know, there's a lot of guys that were out there racing, you know, that haven't been racing dirt all that long. And uh, Mike Bresnahan won the hard charge rewards, one of them, you know. And uh, mm-hmm. um, and it's, it's pretty amazing. Like that race, there was 53 guys, but there was a bunch of guys who aren't all that, uh, they're kind of new to dirt. What do you think? Yeah, but the way these tracks are laid out and, and the way Locallo got in the feature uh you know slow smooth and steady was your best bet and it all goes back to, to asphalt racing you know you got to keep the car straight if you, you know, hang it out like uh you was on a heavy racetrack which you know you are when you get there but that's not what wins the races at the end when these tracks get slick uh-huh. that if a guy comes from asphalt he'll he'll definitely shine in these features yeah well there you go so uh yeah, man. we uh we look forward to seeing you up at brunswick we'll be there on the uh at the end of this month, and uh, that'll be exciting. Johnny, uh, who's some of the people that help you with that race car? Well, we got Terry Rye with United Land Clearing, uh, his brother Randall, uh, Donald Mosley with uh, J. Cole uh, Drywall. We got a Barry Wright chassis, and uh, Byron Corey does our engines. And, uh, of course, you know, all our families stay behind us and uh, keep it all together and keep us going. So. There you go, man. All right. Thanks a lot for uh, spending some time with us here tonight on Inside Florida Racing. Yes, yes thank sir. you, Johnny. Johnny Collins. All right. All right, brother. We'll hope to talk to you soon, man. Bye-bye. All right. Yeah. Well, what do you think, Rick? 
What do I think? <laughs> I think I'm having the time of my life. I don't know about you. <laughs> hey, you want to talk? You want to hang with us for a minute? We're gonna we're gonna pull up uh, uh, Mike Bresnahan here. Sure. All right, hang on. We're gonna go to a, a break and uh, come back, Scott. We'll talk with uh, Mike Bresnahan, the hard charger up at Ocala Powell Memorial. Definitely deserved that one. Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Never in the history of cinema have so many done so little for so many. Anybody can pay eight bucks to see a movie, but only a true artist can be paid eight bucks to be in a movie. Snotty lead actors need lines, direction, motivation, not you. You sit on your butt perfectly in scene after scene. A true pro, you're always focused, even if you're seldom in focus. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Nobody, because you're not just anybody, you're a paid anybody. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you soon. Check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated and Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. For our racing to survive, what, what all, our, all of these racers don't understand is we all need to be part-time uh, promoters. Yeah. Uh, we all need to promote our sport and promote our racetrack. And, and every other racer I talk to is trying to run his racetrack into the ground and, and, uh, and bitching and complaining about everything and bitching and complaining about the, to everybody to listen to them. Well, you know, to me, this has got a negative effect that's going to come back and hurt you when all at once you don't even have that racetrack there to race at. Yeah, absolutely. And um, if all the racers, if all the racers, racers would go out and try to promote their racetrack and their sport a little bit more, I'm telling you what, we uh, you'd see a whole lot uh, more racetracks that are open and stand open. And uh, uh, it's like I say, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Welcome back to Inside Florida Racing. Who we got on the phone now, Jack? We're able to uh, track down the hard charger from Powell Memorial, and he's joining uh, myself, Rick Angies, Carol Wicks, and uh, Scott, uh, Scott Lombard. Scott Lombard. 
Seattle. Bring, bring it up the bench. Real men the bench. of genius. The bench. The bench. Oh, maybe we better turn that stuff <laughs> There we go. Man, you we gotta, need to get somebody in here who I'm knows what they're you. doing. All right. <laughs> How you doing, Mike? I know uh, that must have been, uh, but it just must have been off the charts exciting for you, man. Um, yeah, it, it certainly didn't start off exciting. It, was, it started off being the single worst night I've ever had at the racetrack. We we got zero practice. The um, the pickup and the distributor went out, and um, we changed everything but that until finally we get to the point where that's the last thing to change, and we did change it and. We go out for the heat race, and then the carburetor wouldn't run, so we didn't do good in the heat race. And then I screwed up and spun out in the B main, and we ended up taking a, a provisional. Thank God they had that. And once I, I knew if we got in, we'd be fine because that place gets really slick, and that's you know that's where the asphalt experience comes in. So it, it was certainly fun once we got in, got to pass a lot of cars. Yeah, right. You know, we were, we were talking off the air. You know, you were talking about you know starting twenty ninth and and. Uh, you know, hopefully breaking into the top 15, and then from there, top 10, top 5, and you're looking at top 3, you know, you're a little disappointed that you finished in the 6th spot, but them 5 guys that finished in front of you got some serious uh, dirt experience. Yeah, yeah, I mean, they really do, uh, and, and it, it's hard for me, because I really don't know a lot of guys, you know, when you're in the asphalt world, you don't pay a lot of attention to dirt, and I don't think any of the dirt guys know who me or Wayne Anderson or Rich Pratt or any of us, you know, Kurt Jett or anybody trying to switch over is, they you kind of pay attention to your own thing, but I've certainly heard names like uh, Johnny Collins and stuff like that over over the years, and um, you know Russell Brown to be able to race them them type of guys, and Tyler Ivy. You know, me and him seemed like we were we were battling through the field for a long time, and I don't know, it was, it was just a whole lot of fun. I don't know about you, but I know you've raced in, you know in a few of the Powell Memorials and stuff, been around it for a while. Um, but there was a different feeling this past Friday night than any other of the other pals that I've been to. What about you? Yeah, it was totally different. And even talking to James, you could tell he just seemed like he was a little more pumped up about this one than than he had been in the past. And um, I think it breathed new life into it. You know, it kind of got to where it was just another memorial race, and it was just—I mean, the Powell Memorial's never that, but. You had the same, you know, the car counts went down. You had the same cars that you had at any Sunbelt race or any any, any right. race at Bradenton. The same people, and there was just nothing new about it. Now it's just, you know, now it's anybody's ball game. And they're coming from everywhere. James is in a much happier time in his life right now, too. He was going to go and have a good time whether he got to race or not. Yeah. He's got his beautiful little girl and a lovely wife, and things are going good for him, and I'm so happy. Yeah, yeah, and, and what he's been through in his life, I don't, I don't think anybody could, you know, I don't know. It's just, um, it was good to see him, his spirit so high. Yeah, he was, he was definitely on cloud nine after that race when I, you know, I talked to him down on the front stretch, and uh, uh, it, it, it was, it's just so good to see something like that turn into what this one did. You know, fifty-three cars, and I mean, you know, next year it's just going to be bigger than that. Yeah, and I talked to James, and he, you know, he didn't have a very good race car. They were struggling with it, and he still, he said, he said, you know, he says, Mike, I had more fun than I've had in the last three years doing anything else, and, you know, I think the grin on all of our faces is, is, you know, tells a story. It's racing like it used to be. No mirrors, no radios. You're, you're in there, and your head's on a swivel, looking around, seeing who's beside you. You don't know who's behind you, and that's kind of where I messed up at the end. Is, 
I got to racing those guys in front of me so hard trying to get in the top three that I forgot all about Keith Nospich back there and uh, and Patrick Williams. I mean, it's like, you know. You want to keep your eyes open for Patrick. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, I saw him getting his nose under me there the last couple laps. I said, ah, I better hold it down here on the bottom and, and uh, see what happens. But it, it's just so much more fun. It's just totally different sport, really. Right. You know, and tell us a little bit about what your decision was to move on to the dirt? Uh, it was either that or get out of racing. I I couldn't afford to do the, the traveling stuff, the sunbelt stuff, and um, it got to the point where citrus was just kind of monotonous, where it was the same thing every week, and there was just nothing exciting, nothing nothing to get the blood going about going racing anymore. And um, it just uh it was either that or quit you know so we went we went with that direction and it certainly has been a lot cheaper and it's been three times as much more fun and easier on the family because i'm not out in the shop every single night you know i loaded my car three weeks ago to go to ocala and it rained out and we never unloaded it so i you know i had two or three weeks off an asphalt car you can't let it sit in the trailer for that long it'll it'll ruin the springs with the types of setups we're running now so it's just it's just way different it's, it's way different because when I first started with the series and stuff, you know, I've, I've been covering dirt for a while as far as writing and stuff, but really not the in-depth that I'm doing now. And, I mean, I'm looking at, you know, back when we used to do, like, say, a Lakeland race, heck, it wouldn't be unusual for guys to rent a track on Wednesday, Thursday practice, Friday practice, practice on Saturday, qualifying, you know, four days of practice. And with dirt, you show up, you get six laps of uh, warm-up, and then it's time to go racing. Yeah, you can go rent the track all you want. It's not going to do you any good because the track changes every lap anyway. Right. And, and that's, that's what's killed Sunbelt Race, and I've said that, and I tried telling them that. Um, but when you got guys that are camped out there from Wednesday on and you show up on Friday for practice like you're supposed to and you're already two days behind the guys like Timmy Russell and Choquette and Schofield, you can't you can't make up the kind of head start. Them guys are too good to give them a two- or three-day head start. So a lot of people, they're not going to show up three days behind. They're just going to stay home. Right, and you know, and like you said, you or know, go dirt racing. <laughs> you're right, go dirt racing because, as you know, when I when I, when I asked Lane about why he was gonna, you know, was thinking about going to the dirt, he, he said the same thing as you: uh, less money to race, less laps, and more money to win. And that's yep. that, that's the basic thing about dirt racing that I see, especially the dirt late models. And I'll tell you what, I've watched a lot of exciting races of all different kinds throughout my whole life, and I don't think I've ever seen, seen anything more exciting than dirt late models. No, and it's fun. That's the thing, is it's fun again. You, you're you not going to start, I mean, you're not going to start 15th and, and work your way into the top five in an asphalt race unless there's some people have some bad luck and there's crashes and stuff, much less start 30th and race your way to the front. There's just not enough there's not enough lanes to race in where dirt. You can race on the very bottom. You can race in the infield. You can race on top of the wall. It doesn't matter. And yeah, you, we were watching you and Roger Krause and Jordy Nipper. You know, I mean, well, you got you and Roger coming from way back there. You know, Roger started three positions um, ahead of you. You know, you had some bad luck getting into that wreck late in the race. But, uh, you know, it could be anybody's race at any time, yep. those dirt late model races. My daughter-in-law went with us for the first time, and, uh, she says, now I know what little Bobby means by let's go eat dirt, <laughs> literally. Yeah. You, you've got to guess the track, and, you know, you're guessing what tires you should have on it. And and me, I'm just kind of listening to everybody else and, you know, coming <laughs> through a book or some notes and just kind of picking something to do because I really don't got a clue what I'm doing. But 
it's uh, that that's part of the fun of it, just learning a whole new whole new game. Well, what what how did how, what what them youngins think about it all? Oh man, they're. <laughs> if you if you saw him right now, my my youngest one, he's three. He'd walk right up to you and say, "My daddy's got a dirt car." That's, that's all he tells everybody he sees. He just, you know, he uh, they love it. They they get under there and scrape mud. That's their job. They got the scrapers in their hands and they scrape the mud off and build big mud pies and throw them at each other. So they're, they're having fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know that was cool. As I, I was walking through the pits there, and you were you were with the kids, and uh, you know. It was funny because as I walked away, I was thinking, man, this doesn't even seem like there's anything near the pressure here that I've seen at other racetracks, you know, at asphalt races of this magnitude. You're just hanging out. It seemed, I mean, I know you must have had a lot on your mind, but it seemed like you were, it was a lot more relaxed environment than, than, than maybe some other races. Mm-hmm. Well, because, you know, when you're in asphalt, you've got so many things to worry about. Did, did we get through tech? Did we pay the entry fee? Did we pull a bill? Did we go get fuel? Because you got to buy at least 10 gallons of fuel at an asphalt race. So did we do that? Who's got the receipt so I can show it to the tech? All right, who's getting tires? Who's who's sizing the tires? Who's doing this? Who's doing that? And you got so much to worry about where dirt, you just unload the car, and there's nothing to do. You go out, and you run your three or four laps of practice, and then you're waiting waiting for the race. Cool. I think there's one, one person that would probably say differently, and that would be Wayne uh, Anderson, who unfortunately started having fuel problems early and uh, they're in the uh, pit area diagnosing their problem, and they were getting a little hectic in there for a while. But other yeah, than that, well, we were uh, very hectic once we missed practice and we we got pushed in. I mean, I was sitting there in the infield. We were in the second group waiting to go out, and the car just shut off like somebody reached over and flipped the switch, and it would not refire. And we we worked on it right up until a minute before the heat race. You know, I got in it. As, and when I pulled up, our heat race was going on to the track. I already had arrangements to try to run in the last heat race because I didn't think we were going to make it. And then, like I said, we get out there, and then the carburetor wouldn't run. So, But it turned out good. That's cool. So what, what's up? Go ahead, Rick. Yeah, one thing, uh, One thing. Uh, you know, like this, this was a huge race, and, and it's a series race and stuff, but there isn't the pressure like there is, you know, at a, at a you know, Sun Belt race or an All-American Challenge Series race, you know, you know, you're late to staging or whatever. You know, you're going to start in the rear. Where in the in the dirt, uh, you know, they they make accommodations for their racers. They're more than accommodating. I mean, uh, I got to thank Ken Kenny. I never met him before, and I only said a couple words to him the other night. But those words were, "Hey, my name is so and so. I'm supposed to start second. I don't think my car is going to make it." He finished the sentence for me. He says, "No problem. If you can get in the last heat, go ahead." You know, there was no, well, let me check with this guy, let me check with that guy. I mean, it was just very thankful that we were there. Um, mm-hmm. You know, just they they appreciate us a, a little different. I'm not saying the asphalt guys don't, but um, I think everybody's just really, everybody's just in awe about how this dirt thing's taken off. And, um, you know, maybe it's been happening for a couple of years, and I've just had my eyes closed to it. But now that they're open to it, uh, it's just a different community. Oh, absolutely. I'll tell you something. If you think about it, I mean, it's been a, quite some time where you had B-mains at the uh, asphalt tracks, and now you're getting 53 cars in a dirt, the uh, United Dirt Late Model Series. It's incredible. Yeah, and and those guys know. I mean, they see the entry list, and they know that there's over a 50% chance that they're not going to be in the race. <laughs> That's right. And, and they still go. I mean, they go there knowing, yep. hey, if everything don't go perfect, I might be sitting in the trailer watching this race, and they still go. So that tells you something. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, well, you know, 
any race you go to and, and 23 drivers don't make the race, you know something hot's happening. Yeah, yeah. So a lot of times they only let 24 make the race. I mean, there there was some, with being the Powell, there was a lot of special provisionals and stuff given there. Right. You know, Ocala Speedway had their own provisionals, and then, you know, that's how we got in. And then um, the series, they had their own provisionals. So, I mean, a lot of times only 24 cars, uh, 24 of those cars may have started, and even right. more would have went home. And right. none of them complained because they know that that's how it is. They just, that's, it's a known, that's the way it is. So what's up next for, for you, Mike? Uh, Ocala on the 20th. Ocala on the 20th. Then, uh, yep. you're off on a little vacation enjoying yourself? Yeah, yeah, we had fun today. We went to a bunch of old Civil War forts and walked through some caves up here in the mountains. And you think they do things different in dirt. You ought to see how they do things in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> I can hear your voice in the background. That's cool, man. It's a chore just driving on these roads up here in Kentucky. <laughs> <laughs> That's cool, man. It, it, it's been a lot of fun. The boys are having a blast. We just we just went and hiked through the mountains for on about a three-mile walk, and we're all pretty wore out. and. I don't know, we're going to go sit by the pool, and um, we're staying at a friend's house, and they got a pool, so we're teaching our kids to swim and all that kind of stuff, just kind of relaxing and hanging out. All right, well, good enough, man, and uh, thanks for spending some time with us. Uh, a great, great, great run. You put on a, a great show mm-hmm. for the fans, man, and uh, we'll, we'll be following you throughout the year. Good, man. I always like talking to you guys. Thank you. Thank all you, right. Mike. Have a good time. All right. Good night, Mike. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye, Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Rick. Yeah. It's nice yeah. of him to take time out of his vacation. So uh, as uh, we're going to go to a break here, and we're going to come back with uh, Ken Kenny, and we're going to say, uh, Rick, any final thoughts tonight? I know we're going to have you back later on in the show when we have uh, – it was uh, it was your chore this, this month to uh, make the final call on the uh, Florida yeah, – That's a lot. <laughs> yeah, the, the uh, Pandora <laughs> – no pressure. <laughs> no pressure. Pandora <laughs> Jewelers Driver of the Month for May, and uh, – you know, you had to make the final call because uh, Bonehead kind of kind of just threw you you into the fire there. But uh, we'll talk to you later on uh, in the evening. Yeah, just uh, you know, a couple of things real quick. You know, Johnny Collins. What can you say, man? What a competitor! Uh, but all fifty-three of those guys that showed up, you know, at the Powell Memorial, and, and of course Mike and Angie at Ocala. You know, what hosts they were to, to all of us. You know, we we were behind schedule the whole night. But we, you know, with their help, with the track staff help, and, of course, the staff of the United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series, we got it done, you know, in a decent time. And uh, all I can say is, wow. You know what, too, Rick, um, I want to also thank Rick. I mean, uh, Rick. Thank you, Rick. You're welcome. (laughs) Mike and Angie and Virginia and and, uh, Jim, thank you so much for such a cordial welcome and so much fun. Thank you. All right, Rick. All right, guys. I'll talk to you in a little while. Talk Bye. to you in a little while. Thanks, Rick. All uh, right. Yeah, what do you think of that, man? Johnny Collins, Mike Bresnahan. Just two of the just two of the guys. And there's a story for every one of those guys. That was, you know, I mean, there's no doubt. There's not enough hours. It was uh, kind of hard deciding who we were actually going to have on tonight because oh, yeah. I mean, you had so Sean. many. The number seventeen, Sean. Let's Sean see. Smith. I mean, he what a what a charge he made. Unfortunately, lost the position near the end. Uh, but I'll tell you, he he ran a great show. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's a, only a matter of time. Fourth, I believe he finished. Yeah, fourth. it's only a matter of time. He will find the winner's circle in the United Dirt Lake oh, Model Challenge Series very soon. He is due. He's definitely due. And uh, so I guess um, I guess I'm going to see if I have learned anything from the last foul up here, and uh, we'll be right back. 
Carnac.com, your online racing community since 1997. Carnac.com is racing classifieds, racing photos, racing news, lively racing message boards, chat rooms, multimedia, and so much more. And if your race team or racing business needs a website or your website needs a fire lit under it, look no further than Carnac.com. From affordable web hosting to fancy flash animation, Carnac gets it done. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Mr. Professional Movie Extra Guy. Never in the history of cinema have so many done so little for so many. Anybody can pay eight bucks to see a movie, but only a true artist can be paid eight bucks to be in a movie. Snotty lead actors need lines, direction, motivation, not you. You sit on your butt perfectly in scene after scene. A true pro, you're always focused, even if you're seldom in focus. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Mr. Nobody, because you're not just anybody, you're paid anybody. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. This is Joe Irwin. And this is Wayne Jefferson. From Jefferson Irwin Racing. And you're listening to Real Racing USA. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Don't miss your chance to be a part of auto racing history. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series offers fast and exciting dirt late model racing throughout Florida, Georgia, and Alabama in 2008. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series is coming to a track near you soon. Check it out. UnitedDirtLateModels.com. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. Sponsored by Central Mobile Homes Incorporated and Central Sheds and Trailers. Homes of America. The United Dirt Late Model Challenge Series. For our racing to survive, what, what all, our, all of these racers don't understand is we all need to be part-time uh, promoters. Yeah. Uh, we all need to promote our sport and promote our racetrack. And, and every other racer I talk to is trying to run his racetrack into the ground and, and, uh, and bitching and complaining about everything and bitching and complaining about the, to everybody that will listen to them. Well, you know, to me, this has got a negative effect. That's going to come back and hurt you when all at once you don't even have that racetrack there to race at. Yeah. Absolutely. And um, if all the racers, if all the racers, racers would go out and try to promote their racetrack and their sport a little bit more, I'm telling you what, we uh, you'd see a whole lot uh, more racetracks that are open and stand open. And uh, uh, it's like I say, maybe I'm getting old. I don't know. The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. Welcome back to Real Racing Radio USA. Carol, who do we got on? I believe we have Mr. Ken Kenny on, and uh, I believe he has some earth-shattering news. Yes, ma'am. Welcome, Ken. Uh, Ken? Yes, ma'am. Can you guys hear me? You got too many Ken Ken Kenny names. <laughs> yeah, we can hear you fine, Ken. Okay, great. Um, no, first thing, I'd like to thank everybody... Um, you know, the fans, all, you know, all the people that work with me, um, you guys for sure, uh, the drivers for Ocala, I thought it was awesome. Um, you know, the feedback that I got was that was the largest car count ever for a Powell Memorial, and uh, it was a pretty awesome race. And uh, I really, you know, want to thank 
uh, both Mike and Angie for this and their staff for this whole year, you know, for giving me giving me the opener there. And uh, in addition to the opener, of course, Powell. And I look forward to working with these guys in the future because I thought it was pretty awesome this year. Oh, yeah. That was one of the most exciting races I've seen in a long, long time. Yeah, I, I thought so. I, mean, I thought it was great. Um, I, I had a chance to talk with you a little bit yesterday. And, you know, um, you know, just to be honest with you, I, I have felt that that was awesome, no question. It was great. But I have felt in its own unique way every race this year, you know, a lot of times from NASCAR down, you know, a couple of the races are sleepers. You know, they're just mm-hmm. snoozers. None of the races have been snoozers this year. I mean, all of them have been, you know, pretty awesome. A lot of last lap passing and, you know, all over the track passing throughout the race. I mean, I thought it was pretty awesome, you know, this whole year. Um, I do have some really cool, neat news, I think, that I want to clear up. And, and I'm really, I've got one more thing on my mind that I want to get done. And if I get this done, then I'll consider this year a complete success. Um, the first thing I want to announce is, uh, on the 28th of June, when we go to Brunswick, um, we're dibbing that the uh, tri-state championship with Georgia, Alabama, and Florida, and we've, you know, we'll definitely have entrants from each one of them. And um, you know, for people that haven't been there, in my opinion, that's one of the fastest tracks in the South on dirt, if not the fastest. Um, it's just an awesome place to go, um, you know. And and you know, this race ought to be. You know, unbelievable, because I'm going to have entries from everywhere for this race. Where is that, Ken? Uh, it'll be at Golden Isles in Brunswick, Georgia, on June the 28th. And, uh, you know, we've got some really big stuff lined up for awards for the guys and a big trophy that every year we want to add to it. It'll have um, the state of Florida, state of Alabama, and the state of Georgia symbols on the trophy. And uh, it'll be the first annual tri-state championship to be an annual event every year at Golden Isle. Wow, you've been a busy guy. Yes, ma'am. And uh, then it gets it gets busier from there. Uh, the next thing, and people, you know, always wondered when it would happen and when there'd be conversations on the radio. So I want to break the ice about. Um, you know what I'm what I'm trying to put together, and the and I'll tell you the only one that could possibly make this not happen would be our forefathers in the Northeast if they decide otherwise. Um, because Tanya over at Volusia County Speedway wants it to happen, I want it to happen, and Ray Miller wants it to happen. Uh, but what we've got uh, trying to put together, and and uh, uh, money won't be an object. I won't let it be an object. Um, in the deal, and uh, Ray Miller was, uh, we had an awesome conversation on the way home from Ocala Saturday morning when I woke up. Um, I reached out to Ray to do a um, an all-star race um, on uh, July 19th, and I, um, I was asked by Volusia County, we were in negotiations right up before the Powell Memorial, before I went to the racetrack, as, you know, Jack's aware of and several other people that were there with me. Um, me and Tanya, uh, who's the general manager of Volusia, had a very long discussion about making the Thompson Memorial uh, part of my series. And uh, it was always my dream to make Volusia County part of the deal. And um, she asked me to do two things for her. One, obviously, was to reach out to the Thompson family uh, for approval, which Mr. Thompson, you know, 
you know, gave me immediately. He, it was weird. It was like it was meant to be. I walked into Ocala Speedway, walked beyond my trailer, and the first trailer I see is uh, Thompson Racing. So first person I see is Bill Thompson. And we walk in and we, uh, you know, talk about, uh, you know, what it means and, you know, what it would mean to do something joint between me and Ray Miller and, you know, the fact that his boy ran, you know, Ray Miller's series, you know, and, uh, um, you know, I had his blessing. And the other thing that she asked me to do was to discuss it with Ray Miller because of their uh, relationship in the past between Volusia County Speedway and Ray Miller. Um, so I also reached out to Ray, and Ray told me to get it done, you know, bottom line. And, and Ray, and, and for those folks who may not know, Ray Miller has been in this dirt late model game for 14 years and uh, has the, the National Late Model Series. Go ahead, Ken. And, uh, you know, Ray told me to get it done. He told me to make it happen. So uh, tonight, uh, when I hang up the radio, the phone with you guys off the radio, um, I'm going to spend the next three or four hours putting together the agreement and faxing it to Tanya over at uh, Volusia County Speedway, and then she in turn will discuss it with Dirk. And, um, you know, I don't know, you know, you guys obviously know Billy. Yes. Uh, Bill, you know, Billy's awesome. I mean, Billy was awesome to work with up at Ocala. Uh, probably. Smooth. Um, you know, I just think he's awesome. He's I mean, smooth, man. He's very smooth. He is. He's a great promoter. I mean, he's a, just a gem of a promoter. Uh, I'd always heard this from the guys from East Bay that when he was over at Volusia, he always reached out to them. Uh, I'd heard this from a lot of, you know, top-notch guys like, you know, the Nosbishes, Roger Krause, Jeff Matthews. That was the three that, you know, really told me, hey, this guy's top-notch. And, um, you know, Billy was awesome to work with there. Well, Billy and I just talked a little while ago, you know, because obviously, um, you know, I have this apprehension, you know, of uh, dirt, you know, squashing the deal. And uh, Billy said he don't think that's going to happen. He thinks that Tanya's got the latitude to make it happen. And uh, Ray has asked me to make it happen. And, uh, you know, that's where we're going. And um, now... Anybody that looks at my schedule is going to notice that I've got a race at Charlotte County Speedway on that same date, on July the 19th. And um, that's also going to happen. It's just not going to happen July 19th. I've made a 100% for sure total commitment to Bobby Deal. We talked even a little while ago on the phone, and we believe we've got this tire issue resolved, the wheel issue. We believe that, and I believe Bobby's really stepping forward big time. And um, uh, we're going to have a lot of tires to give away. We're going to fill a field of cars at Charlotte County Speedway, and we're going to see what these dirt cars can do in Florida on asphalt. Awesome. And it will happen uh, August the 12th. August 12th. And, uh, you know, and that it's going to happen now for sure, for positive. All the speculation, all the, you know, me wondering. Um, and I'll tell you. So I, so I won't tell another soul that it ain't going to happen. No, it's going to happen. You better not, because it's going to happen. Nobody doubted that, Jack. It's going to happen now. And here's the format that's going to cause it to be able to happen. When I mailed out the ballots to the drivers, I never break my word, and my, I try not to. You know, if I do, it's sure going to be an accident, and it's not going to be with, with my eyes open. And what I did is um, it's been in, my, in the back of my mind that, hey, you know, if I don't make this happen, I've broke my word with Bobby Deal, and I didn't want to do that. And um, bottom line, but when I sent out all the ballots to the guys and I individually handwritten wrote every single one of them, addressed the envelope, sent them out, 
and asked them to fax back the ballots, and it, it was very simple. It said, I will, will not attend the asphalt race at Charlotte County Speedway. Well, when 17 out of the first 20 came back, no, 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 I saw that as a big problem. Now, since then, because I'm putting this deal together at Volusia, and under the format that I'm getting ready to tell you, five guys have rescinded their no's and have said yes, including Keith Nosbish, uh, Jackie Nosbish, Sean Smith, Kenny Nosbish is also going to field a car there for his son. Um, Johnny Allen, uh, Dusty Cohn from Jennings, Florida, that's raced a few of my races. Um, you know, Marshall Austin, Jeff Conyers. I mean, it's just to name a few that have just committed 100%. And uh, like I said, some of these guys were definite no's. Now all of a sudden I've got some conversation going with Richard Pratt. I've got some conversation going with Johnny Collins and car owner and different ones. Uh, that were definite no's that, that have a little interest. And now what Bobby's done is he's got 350 Goodyear tires that he's thrown in the mix and said, look, you know, I'll give the guys a set of tires to make this happen. And, um, you know, that was a big step forward on Bobby's part, you know. And uh, But here's the final deal uh, on this format. I told all the guys that we would not do a drop race and what that means for, you know, for the what those – uh, they don't understand um, on a say a 20 race schedule Ray Miller last year the National Late Mall Series was allowed to drop a race uh, going to be in the first half and one in the second half and there was a little bit of controversy around it a little bit here and there uh, misunderstandings you know maybe on the driver's part maybe on this one's part that one's part but either way it became a big controversial subject when I was putting my series together and I said I was not going to allow the guys to drop a race um so what we're going to do, instead of dropping a race, I'm going to count. And I also gave them my word that it would be a 15-race series, um, you know, and not 16, not 20, not 25, for $10,000 point championship to win it. And if wow. you had it Volusia, that would get you to 16. So what I'm doing is, because Charlotte County was such a controversial animal and a lot of the guys were against it, I don't want to kill a guy's year in a dirt car because he doesn't want to race asphalt. So what we're going to do is we're going to count the better of the two finishes. So, for example, the guys that were really, really looking forward to going to run in the asphalt have that opportunity, and they can still go to Volusia. And if they don't make the race at Volusia and they finish, you know, win or top ten or whatever over at Charlotte, they can count that as their points race of, of that race. And if uh, So they can drop one of those two races. Only one of those two. That's correct. Right. Okay. And um, you know, and I, I think it's a win-win for everybody. You know, for for uh, for Dirt, Volusia County, uh, for the fans. Well, I'll tell you, Ken. I was down there. I hate to interrupt, but I, I was down there in Charlotte County on 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 Saturday night, and when they started talking about the uh, announcer, started talking about the uh, Dirt Late Model race that was coming there, there was a buzz. These people are excited about that oh, whole yes. deal, big time, big time. Well, it will happen now, uh, Jack. Um, you know, I've, I, as you know, you and I talk a lot, and I've, I've not said in, a, in about a month you haven't heard me say it will happen, and it, and it is going to happen. Um, and uh, a lot of guys, because I'm put, trying to put this deal together at Volusia, and when I say trying, I mean, it's going to be on their, her desk tomorrow morning. And um, like I said, money should not stand in the way, um, you know, but, I, I don't know the people at Dirk. I know they're very experienced. I know they own tracks. Of course, they have some of the best series in the country. 
you know, it's their decision, their final decision, but Tanya's real excited, I'm excited, and Ray Miller has blessed it. And what we'd like to do is grow this into an all-star race for next year. And uh, even though we both want to keep our separate identity, um, I know he does and I know that I do, uh, we're talking about running maybe three races at uh, some of these racetracks as a joint venture that would count as a points race, as this one will this year at Volusia count as a points race for not only my series, but his series. So all of the guys in both series that are running for points are going to go to the race, you know. And um, so I think this is a pretty huge, huge deal for both of us. And what my and I've already spoke with uh, a few different sponsors for next year. What I want to do next year, I want to do the Thompson Memorial Joint with Ray, but I also want to do a huge All Star race uh, during the year or toward the end of the year with all of our winners and set it up similar to NASCAR. And I sat down and figured it out last night, and I think all it would take would be about 40 sponsors at $500 a piece. And hey. uh, as soon as I announced it, two or three people already came forward and said, hey, we're in. Ken. You know, so Ken. anyway. When are you going to get excited, man? I'm telling you, he's been on for 15 <laughs> when, minutes. When, I mean, come on, man. We need I'm to out get, of breath. I mean, we need to get a little excitement going here. I know I did all the talking this time, but I wanted to make sure it all got out there so my phone didn't burn up with a million questions. Oh, I'm glad you did. Everybody needs to know. Uh, hey, no, it's great, man, uh, I'll tell you. But, the, you know, and, and we were we were always joking about that. It's like, uh, go ahead, Scott, you you got the words for this. I know it's just unbelievable how hard he's working and, you know, and, and convicted he is at doing this. This is fantastic. And you know what? If the whole racing circuit was like this man and like Bobby Deal, and we're positive and working towards something good, man would be shining so, uh, in Florida. Well, I appreciate it. I'm, I really appreciate those words. I, I, I really have enjoyed this year. I've enjoyed working with people. I've been away from racing until last year for probably, I want to say, since 2000. You know, it's been about, you know, five, six years at least. Um, you know, and it's, it's in my blood, and if I get near it, I've got to do it. And I, I just, I'm loving everything that's going on. I, I love to hear the, the, you know, Rick Angie's, Scott McAllister's, and the different announcers everywhere we go. Uh, I can't remember his name was Johnny something up there in uh, East Alabama, but I know he was a good announcer, and it just gets my blood going when I hear these guys talk. And you know, it's just been awesome, man. It's been awesome working with everybody. All right. So, so, so the, so we'll know. Uh... By next week, it'll definitely be figured out probably about the Volusia then. Yeah, it will. And like I said, I, you know, if we, we all want it to happen, it's not a financial issue if it doesn't. I, I don't see anything that could stop it from happening unless um, Big Brother nixes it, you know what I mean? And, right, right. You know, and that's the only way I could see it not coming down. And, and uh, you know, I think it's a win-win for everybody. And next year, me and Ray have committed – Although we keep our same, you know, our own identities, we've committed to not scheduling over top of each other. So if there's guys that want to run for, you know, some guys that like me, if I was racing, I don't want to run for two championships. I barely want to run for one. And but there's some guys that want to race every single weekend. And for these guys that want to do that, it should give them, give them 30 dates a year to be able to go out and race for good money and have an opportunity to win two different championships. And, uh, yeah, and now, it's, uh, and now it's getting ready to go to the land of the big pines. 
Yes, sir. Oh, boy. Be big. Well, when we get closer to these dates, we're going to have to have you back on here again so we can shake up the racing world. I, I appreciate that. And um, this, I don't want to in any way, shape, or form sell this race short at Brunswick because I can tell you um, I was in awe last year. It was one of the ways, you know, they flat-footed all the way around uh, Golden Isle Speedway, and that's where the super late models get excited about the speed. And, and these guys... This should be an unbelievable race there, too. And uh, Frankie Lloyd has uh, been nothing but good to me, you know, since I met him last year. And, and this race on the 28th should be awesome also. So. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead. Did you have something there, Scott? You know, you know what, Ken? We really appreciate what you were doing right now. I mean, there's there's no doubt in anybody's mind that you're... you're you're trying real hard to put, to put these things together. And, man, I'll tell you what, uh, we're behind you, and we appreciate what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I appreciate all of you guys. It, it makes it worth it. You know, it really does. Uh, Saturday night really made it worth it. And I, I tell you something else, too, guys. Um, promoters, you know, and I've heard Ray say it many a time, one of the things that makes some of them quit is the um, – the negative, you know, the, the, the arguing, the absolutely, you know, complaining. But I want to tell you something. I had two minor incidents at Ocala, and I and I had both of them resolved by the time I got home Saturday. And and that was a good feeling that the guys truly knew that I wasn't the, out to go get them. You know what I mean? They I, trust you. Yep. yep. Absolutely. Because, yeah. well, Listen, Ken, we got to get it. Take it was a, a break here. Was, We're running over. Thing. It, it was a uh, it was a great event up there at uh, at Ocala. The thing just sure keeps was. rolling. And uh, we'll see you in Brunswick, man. All right. Take care, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so much, Ken. Good night. All right, take care. Bye-bye. See? Now, as always, breaking news here on Real Racing USA, Inside Florida Racing, always have breaking news. You got, you know, as a lot of you people listening to this show, tell your friends, this. if you want to catch inside stuff, this is where you catch it. Absolutely. You know, and it's something, it, it's adding on to our plate. I'll tell you something. Uh, I originally uh, didn't have plans of heading out to Volusia, but now I do. If, if this goes on, I mean, there we're going to be go. there. And, so. uh, now, you were, at, uh, we're gonna, you were at both Ocala and then you went to Lakeland, USA International Speedway. We're going to shift gears here in the next hour. Asphalt. We're going to talk to, uh, to uh, Daniel Keene, Jr., who won the All-American uh, Challenge. Uh, what a, what a fantastic race. Carol, Carol, what, Carol. Yes, Carol. Just yes. relax. It's okay. We got that under <laughs> Kill that rat over in the corner. Kill it. Get the cat to kill that rat in the corner. We do not like rats in our studio. I'm just kidding you. We've got a rat on the microphone. The Goodyear, the Goodyear Challenge Series race, uh, Daniel Keene won that. and then uh, Fantastic race. Yeah. Uh, he got boned into a into one heck of a deal afterwards, man. Yep. And I'll We're going to talk to him about I'm that. I'm looking forward to talking to him about and, that. Uh, and we got Brian Finney coming on and so, Wayne Rudeman Sr., now before we go to break, what's the biggest? What's the buzz? I don't. You know, I, as I say, and people, you know, a lot of people don't believe this, but you know it's true. You know it's true. What's? I don't read the message board very much. What's the hot buttons? What's people? What are people talking about on the uh, the Florida racing message board there? What What are the What are the What's going on there right now? What are the big topics? Well, I, I can tell you. I mean, a lot of a lot of talk about uh, this weekend. In, in Charlotte, uh, running the super late models, but it's not just that. TQ Midgets, of course, we lost a very uh, a very good driver in Freddie Stutz. Unfortunately, uh, they will be. I mean, running the missing man formation, they're going to kind of do a tribute to him, which I think is a fantastic thing. So, outside of your normal class, you know, I mean, classes, you got the TQ Midgets out there that are going to be doing their thing. To be you, honest, you with got you people. You got people talking about that modified event coming up in December 
or is it in December or January or when? When in February? When is it? I I don't. Oh, oh, you're talking about the reunion. Yeah, are they talking about that modified reunion yet on the message uh, No, boards? not yet. We're, um, we're um, mean, working on it in the background, and when we get things formed a little uh, bit better. Carol's got to start getting You mean nobody's, nobody's arguing with anybody? Nobody's creating? Not yet. Nobody's, it's coming. Nobody's creating any problems? Not yet. That, that's cause we we're not putting up with that crap anymore. When we got something to do, we're going to focus on the positive side and do it. Oh so all those people that want to... Itch and complain. Do it somewhere else. We'll be back in a few minutes with Brian Finney. <laughs> My God. Ah, Brian. Welcome back to Inside Florida Racing, and I think we got somebody real exciting on the line. Brian Finney, you there? I'm here. Hey, what's up? Hey, Carol. How are you? Very good. Good. Did you spend all that money yet, Brian? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was probably spent before we went. So. <laughs> Congratulations on the, the big win there in the, uh, the opening round of the Triple Crown. Oh, thank you very much. It was uh, it was great to get a win this year. We've had you know, we've had some bad luck this year with some issues that have happened, and everything seemed to come together there at the end of the race. And uh, it was it was definitely exciting for us, and it was good to get back in the winner's circle. Definitely a tough race at that. 
it was it was really tough. Um, we had some issues Friday practice, and we had a clutch problem, and we overcame that. And then even in the race, we had a, a tire issue there, uh, about lap 70 or 75. And uh, luckily, we had a caution far away, and we were able to come in and put one of our practice tires on from Friday. And once we went back out there and we started the back of the field, we just worked our way forward, and uh, things went our way, and we also had a good race car. So uh, At one point, you almost wanted to – it was it was a feeling that you didn't want to be up front. Uh, that That's that's the truth. I, um, there were some issues going on. I know the track's really gotten wore out, and it's uh, – you know, people are having a hard time keeping the right retire on their cars, and it seemed to look like that's what happened the other night as well. Yeah, it was definitely uh... – Definitely a tough race for you. I mean, those that were sitting up front that had lost their position. To know, I mean, it was, you talk to these guys, they lost it on their own. I mean, they, they're not blaming anybody, but you're absolutely right. I think that the track conditions weren't, weren't 100%. And uh, it did make things real difficult for the people that were up front that were leading by uh, quite a bit, actually, at one it point. Did, it, it did. The track's lost a lot of grip uh, over the years. It, it, actually, I think it could, you know, it could be repaved if, if that was at all possible. Um, and it's, it's, it's really hard on the tires. Okay, yeah, I was just going to say, Tony Amico, let's get to it, man. Get that track paved. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's been it's been heading that way, and it's it, um, you know it's been several years since they've done that, and it'd be great if they could pave it. Now, most of the issues that uh, that you found were coming out of four, am I correct? Uh, yes, it, it, it seemed that way. Um, we we ran over something, like I said, about lap seventy or seventy five, and it punctured the right rear tire. Um, Luckily, um, we came back out, and we still had a good car to come back through. We didn't have very many laps. And, you know, we had some people in front of us that were fast. They had problems, and it sort of turned our way, and we really needed that. Man, a lot of the uh, a lot of the competitive field got taken out uh, a little early in the race with that turnover in four. Uh, what, I mean, just an interesting change on, on the field. Yes, it, it was. It took out some, uh, some really good race cars. Um, I, you know, I saw everything that happened. It happened right in front of me, and... Luckily, I thought I was going to get clipped whenever uh, Tim Russell was coming back down the track, and I had to go to the apron off the floor to. Yeah, you came down. You came down deep. Yes. To, to avoid that, and uh, yeah, if Tim Tim got taken out. I mean, that that was he had a very strong car. He did, and even in practice um, Friday, we were we felt we were one of the top top three or top five cars. He got a fast car, and we we always know that going to the track, he's going to have a fast car. Um, but you know, you. Uh, have to take him how you can get him, and uh, I think we would have had a good card race even if he was in the race. Now you uh, you definitely came to the field strong, and uh, you were, you ran a beautiful race, no doubt about that. Thank you, appreciate it. Um, I couldn't I couldn't do it without, without all my family and all the good sponsors we have. Um, yeah, my whole family's there, and they're all involved, and it uh, it just makes it that much more special when everybody's there. And the only one that couldn't be there was my brother, and I wish he could be there. He's uh, he lives up in North Carolina, but uh, everything else went well. My my wife fought for me, and my Mom and Dad, uh, they own everything, and they, uh, you know, just everything's everything's really good right now. Well, because you love me, you're going to come down to Charlotte County Motorsports Park and win a race for me. <laughs> we're, we're looking at coming down there. Um, hopefully, maybe not this race this weekend coming up, but maybe next week or the next time they have a big race down there, we'll come down there. I am long, so looking been, forward Brian? to it. How long has it been since you've been down there? Uh, it's been a while. I think the last time we went, it was, it was a Florida Pro race, probably, I would say, four years, four years ago, maybe. Yeah, so you haven't been there through the changes and everything that's going on down there? And no, we haven't. Um, it is awesome. We're, we're looking forward to possibly coming down there, we're, and we really like running on the American Racer tire. So uh, we we really want to come down there sometime this year with Steve and fit in our schedule. Uh, and the nice part is, is the car counts have been increasing steadily. Uh, I mean, competitive-wise, it's, it's, 
It's it's one of the tracks. Actually, it's the what are they calling it? The gem of the south, right? Uh, right. Yep. Stands have been what? full. It's been good. Brian, what uh, were you surprised at the the uh, number of uh, super late model guys who turned out for the Sun Belt race there? I wasn't. I, I expected between twenty five and thirty. Yeah. Uh, especially going to Lakeland, it's one mm-hmm. of the facilities that we go to, and you're going to draw the the uh, some of the west coast of Florida people over there, and and uh, you know they come over to run somewhat races as well whenever they go to Lakeland. Um, I, I thought it was a real good quality field we had there. Um, you know, it's not it's not like it was five years ago or ten years ago where we had forty or forty five cars showing up. But I, mm. I think there's, there's potential to get back there. Yeah. Now, did you? Uh, did, where did you qualify? We qualified twelfth. We made some changes right before the race. Um, we used Saturday sort of as a test session for us. We don't usually get to go over a like one test, you know, because of the expense. So we use Saturday morning as a practice session to learn some new things. We put our setup from Friday night back in the car for qualifying. We knew we were going to give up a little bit uh, for qualifying, but we knew also knew we'd have a, have a really good race car in the race. Yeah, you, uh, you, we were watching the times. I, you know, we were kind of keeping an eye on, on everybody's times for qualifying. And uh, I'll tell you something. You know, I mean, for those that uh, were qualifying first, even with the runs they were having, uh, it was amazing that, I mean, they were getting knocked back deep into the field. Uh, definitely seemed like the track conditions as they started cooling down a little bit. And it was a hot day. I mean, I'm still I'm still peeling up a storm over here. Oh, I got yeah. so much sun. But, uh, yeah, I mean, as the, the track conditions started cooling down, and, and they did start cooling down, uh, you know, I mean, you could see the cars getting faster. And, and uh, it definitely made for, for an interesting race. It, it did. The times would have been quicker if we had qualified a couple hours later. And hopefully next time with uh, – the amount of heat in the months June, July, and August. Hopefully, they'll you know reconfigure the schedule. Maybe we'll qualify a little later at night, and not have so much downtime later on in the day. Yeah, there was a lot of downtime there. There was. So, you, are you you're running the whole Sun Belt uh, season pretty much this year? Uh, we we may. We haven't really decided. We'll, we'll probably run the majority of the races, if not all of them. And then I I think we're going to really try to run some of the ASA Southeast races. Um, a couple of our competitors have run them and been fairly successful yep. um, we're looking at running maybe the two concord races because my brother lives in, in concord and it would uh, make it good so he could at least come to those races no and which motor package are, are you guys running what, what do you guys use uh the other night we ran the progressive spec motor uh-huh. and then we have uh we have three cars we have one with a nine to one motor and we have one with a flat top motor um so we'll probably mix those cars and we'll probably run if we come to punta Gorda, we run the flat top motor and what will you take to uh to the southeast tour We'll take the spec motor. Um, we are, we're able to put a, a 500 two barrel carburetor on that car, and that's what we take down there, or take up there. Yeah, just, uh, now, as far as what do you what do you have coming up uh, coming forward, Brian? What, what's your next race? Our next race will be in two weeks at Lake City, the Sunbelt race. Okay, so you're definitely running that one. We're definitely running that. I'm gonna have to make plans to head up to cool. Jack. All right, and what's what is Kevin up to? What, what's he doing these days? He's very busy with uh, the business that he works for, building inertia engine dynos. Jack. <laughs> okay. So that's, that's what he's doing. I think he's at the shop right now working. Actually, they have a couple uh, inertia engine dynos. They're putting in a couple of the NASCAR teams. Oh, that's and, cool. And uh, he's doing that. And I'm hoping to get him down here for a couple races this year. He hasn't been able to yet this year other than Speedfest. So. Hoping to get him down here. I'd like to put him in the car for at least one or two races, just so he can have some fun. Yeah, you get you get a little bit of added excitement when he's there, don't you? Absolutely, it makes it fun, and it's uh, it's, all, it's more work when he comes because we're running two cars. 
it's fun to have him run. I always uh, like getting to run with him on the track, too. Well, I tell you, the Sun Belt started off a little slow, but, you know, it looks like I think it's going to pick up a lot of uh, a lot of momentum after this. Uh, it, was, it was a good turnout because, like, you were expecting, I know myself and, and a lot of the other media guys were feeling a little pessimistic about it and was really, really pleased to see the big turnout there because these days 29 super lates turning out, even at Lakeland, that's a good number. And, uh I'll be honest. I mean, I, and Jack, I was ready to flip a coin on what I was going to do on Saturday night, right? Uh, whether or not I was going to drive all the way back to Charlotte or stay in Lakeland and, and go to the race. And I'm t- I, I'm really glad I did get a chance yeah. to uh, to go because I'll tell you what, you know, Brian did a great job. Uh, I mean, there were so many guys that, that had the ability to go ahead and take that. Uh, I mean, take that win. But I, I just, yeah, I mean, after a while, you, you saw Brian, and Brian wasn't going to give it up. That was his, that was his race to, to, to take home. So. That's I, my boy. When I, when I got back to fourth, fourth place with about nine to go, um, they told me on the radio, they said, look, you've worked really hard to get back to uh, fourth place, and, you know, we'll take a good finish. And I came back across ready and told them, look, we're back to fourth, and I, I know we can win this race, so we're going to win this race. So. Yeah, you know, and we were looking at some of the cars that were lost through the beginning of it, David Wilson, uh, I mean, mm. Tim Russell. I mean, a lot of good quality cars out there that I know you would have been competitive with even if they were still in that race. Was Thane Skinner there? He, he was there. He yeah, Skinner was there. Skinner was there. All right. How did he do? He got caught up in that wreck. Yeah. Oh, darn. Skinner got caught up. I mean, some of the cars that I was actually thinking that was going to do a little bit better, Larson, I thought, was going to do a little bit better than he did, and he had some problems. Uh, well, that's that's the thing. We've We've run these races for a long time, and you have to be there in the end. To, uh, to win these, and you know, I know I know some of those guys had fast cars, but they weren't able to be there at the end. So. Uh, absolutely, it was the guys that were up front that were having all the problems. That's right. So, but everything else, uh, you know, Brian, I'll, I'll have to thank you for the show that you guys put on up there, man. We we definitely enjoyed it, and uh, you know, I mean, uh, I'm glad you were able to stay out of that wreck in, in between three and four. I know that was a, uh, I mean, that was just one condition that nobody wanted to be in, and uh, to see a car on its roof, you know, I mean, we're glad to see him get out of the car and. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, other than who that, ended was, up on their roof? Brad May. Brad May. Brad May yeah. Oh wow! And he he got out. I mean, he came out. Uh, Thank he came goodness. Out to the car and uh, yeah, <laughs> but unfortunately, I mean, and you feel bad. You know, Tim's sitting on the bottom of the track, and uh, his car was just absolutely done for the night. And yeah. uh, it, it was just it was a real it was it wasn't your your prettiest of wrecks. So, but. so Brian, are you still school teach? Well, I took off. I took off this year, and I also took off next year. So. I'm um, I'm racing pretty much uh, all the time, full time, and work on race cars. So. Well, that's cool. That's that's what I'm doing now. The business, our, our business is staying really busy, and I sort of had, you know, I sort of needed to do this because uh, I was putting so much time at the race car shop. Well, that's really cool. It, it is. It is. It's my dad. My dad's a retired school teacher, and he's he's supposed to be retired now, and he works harder than he ever has um, with <laughs> with the racing business. And I'm I'm really enjoying doing this and getting to do this full time. Um, there's several people I'm, I'm getting to help out on the side. I'm also doing our, you know, our stuff full time. So it's really helping out, and paying off now. So, so are you guys looking for new? Uh, always looking for new clients? Oh, we always are. Yes, we're always looking for new clients. Um, you know, anybody we can help out or any well, cars we can fix, we'd be glad to fix them for them. Who helps you out with that car now? With our car? Yeah. Uh, basically, my dad and I are there at the shop all the time. Um, I have some family members that come and help. I have. Uh, well, that's your support group. How about you? Do you have sponsors out there along with? Uh, 
I, I do. I have uh, Bob Steel Chevrolet's been with us for many years. Um, Merritt Island Air and Heat, they, that's my uncle's business. They continue to help us. Um, Excel Coatings, they do the powder coating for us. Uh, my brother's business, the inertia engine dyno business, Re- Revolution Inertia Engine Dynos, they, uh, they help us out. They do all of our dyno work on our motors. Uh, I have a lot of good help, and uh, uh, my... Uh, I have a couple guys that come to the shop at night and help me out. And they work on the cars and they come to the racetrack with us. So we have a really good, really good group of people that help us out. Well, yep. thank you so much, Brian. We got to move on here. We got a couple more guests, and I'm looking forward to seeing you, at Charlotte. And once again, congratulations on the win. And thank you so much for being a guest. Go get them at Lakeland. Yeah, hopefully we'll meet you up at Lakeland. And you City didn't there, even Brian. pick on me tonight. I can't believe it. <laughs> I know. Brian, we'll That's talk. That's all right. We'll, you get even. If I get up to Lake City, we'll, we'll talk. We'll, we'll, we'll figure <laughs> out what we've got to do for the Oz. Absolutely. All right. Well, thanks, thanks for having me on tonight. Night, thanks, Brian. Thanks, Appreciate it. Night. I'll tell you what, man. I, he did. He such a great race. What a great race car driver. And he was, you know, he's talking about his support group. He does have one huge support group. The people that are hanging around his trailer or hanging around the wall, it's absolutely amazing. I'm not surprised because Brian is just a fantastic guy, and I don't, you know, I can understand why people flock around him and want to help him. He's just a really great guy. Taking a vacation, too, from work. I'll tell you. you know, uh-huh. Awesome. Imagine I, that. I think more people need to start doing that. And uh, I'm going to take one. Start. I'm never coming oh, back Jesus. here again. Yeah. Carol on vacation. That's I've, scary. I've quit 18 times, and he's dragging me back. <laughs> You're not going to get any comments from Jack on that one. No, because he's trying to get our next um, guest lined up here. I think we had a great show tonight. Uh, awesome, what? wonderful people. Who we got Good on the calibers. line here, Jack? Nobody. Well, oh. I'll tell you who we have on the line in just a minute when I get when I get ready to. I hate when you do that <laughs> stuff to me. So, are have you having fun, Scott? I'm, I'm having a lot of fun. You know, I'm glad somebody decided to dust off the bench and get me up here. This is great. I well, okay, good, very good, very good. Now, you, of course, on Friday night, Friday night, uh, we have the full throttle Friday. Full throttle Friday, Friday. from Charlotte County. That's uh, right. Yeah, I mean, get the weekly deal with Bobby Deal, and uh, you know, we get the drivers in. Uh, we try to do as many uh, interviews as possible, and. Uh, you know, we talk about things that are going on down at that track and uh, all the beautification processes and the new cafe, the Pit Stock Cafe, and everything that uh, Bobby Ooh, does. Oh, do you have one so, of those Cuban sandwiches? So, no. So when, uh, so when you went to Lakeland... It's a little for, messy. This is not the food show. The food show oh, sorry. A different time. <laughs> so, so you went to Lakeland this week, and you saw... Uh, uh, the first race obviously was the, the, the you know the Sun Belt race, yep. but there was another race, the Goodyear... The Goodyear Challenge. Goodyear Challenge, and we have with us... Uh, Daniel Keene Jr., who uh, took the checkered flag in that, and uh, I know you, uh, Scott, have some things that you want to talk about, but uh, welcome uh, to Inside Florida Racing, Daniel. Hi, Daniel. Welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How y'all doing? We're doing good. Daniel, pleasure to have you on, buddy. Thanks a lot. I appreciate it. So let's talk about your your win there. I I tell you what, uh, very strong car, very strong car. Uh, It almost looks like the, uh, the rest of the pack didn't have an opportunity to catch up to you there. Near the end of that race, yeah, we've uh, we've definitely had a great season so far. Um, we we have really had a strong car at Orlando, um, really strong at New Smyrna. Also had a few problems, went to the rear early, but came back for a second place finish over there. So, uh, year's really going good so far. Leading the points in the Goodyear Challenge uh, late model series this year. That's uh, you're off to definitely off to a good start. And you had a win at uh, just recently at Orlando. You won over there. 
Yes, our uh, our race, the race before the uh, Lakeland race, we, we ran in Orlando. Yeah, we've been following his. Uh, we've been following him right along here. Of course, I mean the uh, Goodyear Challenge is something that I try to keep an eye on. And uh, uh, Daniel, some some great finishes so far. And uh, you know, one thing I've got to say is, is, you know, with everything that you had going on and and the the hard charging you know, you know, finish that you had, and you, I, I guess one of the biggest things that I wanted to talk to you about was the end of the night. Things okay. went a little. Things went a little awry. I'm sorry, things a little what? Things went a little crazy there at the end of the night for you. <laughs> You're so, talking about in tech. A- absolutely, man. I, I wasn't about to miss that. I was look, you know, I kept saying to myself, I got too much sun, man. I'm burning up. I, I'm, I'm getting hot. I need to get out of here. But then I said, no, I can't leave. My God, things were just getting a little a little out of out of control. And, you know, I mean, to, there, there are several different, you know, I mean, ways to look at this. And you, you try to get the perspective of the officials. But uh, I want to talk to you a little bit about this. Okay. What happened in tech after the race? <clears throat> well, first off, <clears throat> let's uh, let's go to the point everybody's making about uh, Lakeland International, the point that uh, the grip is gone. Nobody can get a bite off the corner. They're wearing the tires out. So uh, with that said, obviously motor will hurt you. Well, we go to tech, and... Uh, Go over scales, everything's fine. They tell us pull over, pull over the side and pull the motor out of the car. So obviously they think uh, they think there's something wrong with our motor. Um, well, need to say, I, I, you know, I don't feel that it's right for me to go pull my motor out of a, out of my car and let some someone else take this motor during the following week, pull this motor apart and check it out. If they want to check something on my motor, they need to pull. We'll pull it out of the car right there at the track. They can pull the motor apart, look at whatever they want to, and determine whether it's good or you know legal or not. Um, that wasn't the situation that they wanted to do, so they wasn't gonna they were they were not gonna take the the motor out of my possession and uh, check this motor at another place. As far as I was I was concerned. So you guys went back and forth for a little bit. Uh, I know the uh, the tension in the air was pretty strong, and that the uh, I mean the feeling was, and, and I don't disagree with you, is you have a televised race coming up. Yeah. And your sponsors, of course, are I mean are expecting to see your car in that race. Yeah. And now you you're at the mercy of somebody who's got their motor your motor at their shop. Exactly. And uh, you got yourself put in this position. Now you ended up relinquishing that motor to them, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Uh, no, I still got the motor. You still got the motor? Yes, I do. So what ended up happening? What was the outcome of this? Um, the outcome was everything didn't go down the way it is uh, supposed to. Um, uh, in other words, there's, there's supposed to be someone to protest the motor, to put money up for a motor to be looked at. It, that was not done. It was one of the officials that uh, wanted to see the motor, which is fine. But still, in my opinion... If they want to see the motor, they can take it out of my car, look at it right there at the track, or somewhere where I'm going to be to see it, because I don't think it's right for the motor to be pulled out, taken with another motor builder to go through this motor, look at whatever he wants, put it back together however they want, and then send the motor back to me. I just don't see uh, that as being a very, a very smart thing to do so basically you just told him you weren't going to do that is that what the deal was you were you're just not going to go there um well pretty much but you know i told him i didn't have no problem with looking at my motor 
Yeah. The way they wanted to go about it, I didn't think was so. Right. So you got to keep. You got your win, right? It's not under protest, so you're cool. Yes, yes, got the win. Um, basically, all said and done, they pulled the carburetor off of it. They took a uh, scope inside the intake, looked around in there. Uh, we pulled the tires off the car. They looked all through the frame and everything, and uh, which is basically what they were doing for the second and third place finishers, anyway. Yeah, it was it was a carburetor inspection and and they were scoping out the uh, intake. Yeah. So I mean, it, you ended up just following along with the, the the rest of what they actually should have done, which was, I mean, sticking together and doing it all together as as one inspection, which yeah. would have been carburetor. I have no problem with them looking at anything on the car. I have no problem looking at the motor. Just the way they went about it, I didn't think was right. Well, you won your argument though, which. <laughs> He had a lot of supporters with him too. I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Dan, Daniel, I mean, obviously, you've been racing for a while. You didn't did fall off the block yesterday. So, have you run into that situation before, or is this a first time for this one? That was definitely a first time um, for it to go down that way. Yeah. Yeah, just a lot of guys slinging out their cell phones, trying to call everybody and anybody they can to try to get this thing squashed. And man, I'll tell you something. I just, you know, it, it did not feel. Correct. It didn't feel right from the beginning. From the very beginning. Yeah. And uh, you know, I, I sat there. Now, who was that with you? Was that your crew chief that was uh, arguing with you? Yeah, that's my cousin Jared Warren. And Jared, I'll tell you what, uh, was getting hot, and uh, he definitely was standing behind you on your cause, and uh, rightfully so. Yeah. Well, like I say, it's a, it's a thing to where, um, you know, I, I even I asked the official that wanted to say it. I don't even, I don't even remember his name, but I even asked him. You know, the reason. Why he himself was protesting the motor, you know. Normally, it's a normally if somebody's protesting the motor, it's, a, it's another driver or another owner. And this it wasn't that case. And he he uh, his reasoning behind it was that as he was watching the race, he says we were letting out the throttle about five car lengths earlier than anybody else. <laughs> That's now. Yeah, I mean, and everybody has their way of driving their corners. I mean, you could either you could either accelerate out or you. I mean. In your case, I mean, you did. You had a, you had a strong motor. Well, like I say, the thing is momentum, especially at Lakeland right now, just like everybody's complaining about drip off the corner. Well, obviously that tells you that uh, you got to roll through the corner to pull yourself up out of it and get down the straightaway. So I think that proves right there that, that you know, that uh, that is the whole deal, the whole package about, you know, my car. What are, you're, you're saying you got to have the car set up, basically, is what you're getting at. Yes, that's, that's exactly what I'm getting at. I'm not saying that I don't have a that I, my motor isn't good. I mean, my motor from Progressive it's a good motor. Um, is it better than any other ones? No. And as far as I'm, I'm concerned, if anybody wants that motor, it's theirs. Well, you know, there's a lot of people who know. Obviously, I mean, all you had to do was see last uh, earlier this year when uh, at Lakeland in Speedfest and uh, Eddie Hoffman. Damn near won the super late model race in a limited late model crate motor, basically, right? I mean, come on. Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've talked to a lot of the drivers. I mean, Jeff Shuket and all them guys, they all say that at Lakeland right now. It really, I mean, that's what we're hearing over and over again is is the motor, yeah, it's still important, but the setup is even more, getting through them turns is even more and more important. Oh, yeah. I mean, Lakeland, Lakeland's got long straightaways, but it's even got longer corners. Yeah. And yeah. and that's that's the whole thing that everybody's not getting. You, you got to kind of sweep so much time to the corners. You got to kind of sweep into the corners versus the, I mean running a diamond or anything like that. It's yeah, absolutely. You got to roll through them. 
Well, you know what? I'll tell you something. You guys put on a great race. Um, just a very strong car. That, that, that car was on a rail. Uh, you know, where everybody else seemed to have a hard time struggling coming out of four. Uh, yeah, I mean, there were a couple times you got a little loose. But uh, you guys did a great job holding on to that lead. And, uh, I mean, for those cars that were, were leading early in that race, I mean, uh, with the, you know, the Sunbelt Series, uh, you didn't want to be up front for too long, it seemed like. But uh, you guys held on. You guys did a great job. And, uh, I, I mean, hats off for uh, putting on a great show. Yeah, I appreciate it. And I definitely got to say that, uh, you know, this year, the, the Goodyear Challenge Series, uh, all these racers just seem to be um, using their head so much better. I mean, you know, there has not been no kind of crash test whatsoever in the first three races. And, uh, you know, in the past, there's been issues like that. And, and I think everybody in this whole series has matured so much. And, and it's really... Uh, it's, it's making the series all together just just a better series to run. Well, that's a, that's a very good point because and you're right. In past years, this series and this class of cars at Lakeland, particularly, is just known as a crash fest, and uh, that's 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 pretty cool because it does it, it is a better show for the fan. You hate to see five cars taken out in the first part of the race, and there weren't many cautions for the for the, uh, the the Goodyear Challenge either. I mean, it was it was a great race. You guys were out there and. And putting the laps on. So, did, Daniel, did you set out at the beginning of the year? Did you guys set out to go after this championship and run the points? Yeah, that was that was definitely uh, the goal for this year is to run the full the full series and um, try our best to get a championship. Um, uh, last year, we actually was going to try to run the full series. It didn't work out. I think we ended up missing three or maybe even four of the races. Um, still had a good year last year, but. Uh, uh, this year, I'm really looking forward to making all the races and, and making it a better year. Now, you guys picked up some new sponsors, didn't you? Uh, yeah, we well, um, one of the sponsors is actually the same. They changed names. Um, last year was uh, Farmers Mercantile. This year, um, that company has changed names to General Equipment. Um, so, you know, they're, they're still sticking with us. And um, obviously, Keen Brothers Incorporated, which is uh, our family-owned business, um, also, Masonry Builders, they're out of uh, Tampa, and um, they've been helping us out this year. How about the hood? Um, <laughs> Who's on your hood? The hood? Am I, oh, no, I'm not making you think about this, am I? <laughs> they're actually good friends of mine. Ocean Potion, correct? Is that right? Yes. They're good friends of yours? Yes, we, they are. They are on the hood. Um, we've been talking to them for a while. And um, haven't actually put a, a full deal together yet. I'll tell you what, and I, I hope they do. And if there's anything I could do to help you along with that one, I'd be glad to. Uh, great people. Uh, I mean, great great business. Uh, Ocean Potion for any of those guys that aren't, that aren't really, I mean, paying attention. They they are, of course, a sunscreen company. You know, that's out of Cape Coral, Florida, and uh, they've just got a very strong business going on right now. And uh, I mean. Uh, very competitive with with all of the big names, you know. I mean, between Banana Boat and all the rest of them. So, uh, you know what? If you could if you could solidify that, buddy, I'll tell you what a great partnership that would be. Yeah, we're definitely um, you know trying to put something together there. I think it's uh, it's a thing we're having communication problems right now, but um, hopefully it'll work its way out. Well, I'll make sure I send them a couple pictures of that hood. I've got a couple good shots of you coming around, and uh, I'll send that away so they can see it. Well, I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, Daniel, thanks a lot for spending some time with us here on Inside Florida Racing. Your next event's up at Columbia. You're going to go up there and do a rainout date on the 620, uh, June 28th? 
Yes, yes, and, we're definitely going to be there. All right, and yeah, you get extra points just for showing up. That's a cool. <laughs> but and that's a good thing they do that because Columbia is it's a little bit out of the way for a lot of people, but it's one of the best racetracks as far as racing for the fans in the state. It's a racy place, huh? Yes, without a doubt. Um, and, and we've been there a couple times, and we've always been really strong there too. So we're definitely looking forward to it and putting on a good show. All right, man. Good luck the rest of the year. And, again, thanks for spending some time with us here on Real Racing USA. Daniel, glad you were able to get that worked out, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. All right. Thanks, guys. Anytime, buddy. I'll tell you something. Carol, you, you, you still with us? Carol, 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 <laughs> wake up. Caught a nap and get your head out of the pillow, Carol. Wake up. We still have a show to do, Wicks. I was just trying to get rid of the dead wet. <laughs> oh, yeah. Jeez. Uh, you know what? And I'll tell you something. I, I, you guys did. You guys missed a great race up there. And, of course, Jack, I was on the phone with you a couple times trying to keep you in light of things that were going on. And, uh, I mean, some, some good things inside the racing circuit going on at that track that day that we, uh, unfortunately, uh, we will not discuss at this time. But uh, as well as just some really great racing going on and uh, – by the way, what happened to Travis Cope up there? Oh, my God. Running really strong, was up front and lost a – it looked like he lost the right front uh, coming out of uh, four and just just lost the car. And uh, walked up to him afterwards and, and yeah, I mean, told me he did a great job. Told him, uh, yeah, I mean, he, he ran a strong race and he uh, he did. Unfortunately, uh, he, he told me that he basically took himself out of the race. So. Travis Cope is going to go places – Oh, you, you, I'll tell you something that more than a lot of people will know. That kid can race a car. He's got the charisma. He's got it all going for him. Young. He's, he's, he's Young, got handsome, the, he's got polite, friendly, and a good racer. He's got the full deal. I mean, the guy is, uh, he, well, I should say kid. The kid, the kid is, uh, I mean, honestly, uh, just one of those guys that just gets out there race after race and just keeps his head in where it needs to be. Yep. Uh, yeah, I mean, he he realizes where he's going wrong. Uh, I mean, they, during practice sessions uh, earlier during the day before qualifying, uh, they were taking around with the car, made the car a little on the loose side, and then brought it back in and, and uh, just had a great qualifying. I mean, qualifying run, and he's a good kid. Well, now that's youth. Okay, that's youth. Now there's youth, and there's beauty, and then there's experience and age, and 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 you know that veteran. You know what? What like you've been around the block a few times. Well, we have a guy on the line with us now who has been around the block a few times. As a matter of fact, he's been around the block a whole lot of times. Welcome to uh, Real Racing USA, Wayne Rudiman, Senior. Senior. Hi, Wayne. Hi. How are you? Did you hear him calling you handsome and young and great? Yeah, you took him. You took him to school on. Uh, you took to some of the youngsters back to school on uh, on Friday night. Uh, well, I wouldn't say that I took a lot of them back to school, but I had a lot of them following me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we get used to that. Whenever there's a rudiment on the track, there's usually a whole bunch of people following. We've been real fortunate uh, over the years to have some good equipment to allow us to be able to do that. Well, it's uh, not all the equipment, buddy. I'll tell you, there's a lot of uh, legendary drivers in that field there. <laughs> you guys you guys just have you guys put on a good show no matter where you go and what you do. No kidding. Well, we appreciate that. Uh, thank you very much. When you hear, you know, like like grandchildren and fathers and, and generations talking about the same family for years and years, and they're still out there winning. <laughs> you and Buzzy and Wayne and David. 
Yeah, we've uh, we got my dad got it started. <laughs> he got it started back in the '40s, and and I guess it's just been in the family ever since. And it seemed like that's uh, been the thing to do. And we've all stayed here in Zephyr Hills, basically, and been centrally located, which has allowed us to be able to do that. And uh, as a family, and and stay together and, and race as a family. Uh, the only time we actually got separated was when we went up north to Middletown, New York, and Reading and Pennsylvania, and eastern part of the United States whenever Buzzy and I went up and raced. But other than that, uh, we basically grew up racing together, and uh, our family has basically stayed together the whole time. Yeah, that was up my neck of the woods, uh, Wayne, uh, when you're heading up to the New York Way, and uh, of course, I mean, those that ran up at Stafford Springs or Thompson or... Uh, of course, you said Middletown, New York. Uh, I spent many years around those places, and uh, I'll tell you what: your, your name just seems to travel. And, and uh, what a what a great what a great following! <laughs> Thank you very much. One of the things that follows the Rudiments everywhere they go, I don't care who you talk to, is respect. Yes, we've well, we've always tried to uh, stay stay clean as near you know as well as we could, and our dad uh, instilled that in us that. Uh, uh, that you know, driving clean and 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 trying to uh, be a decent person all our life. Uh, it's you know, it started out with us young, and that was we've been brought up to do that, and uh, we try to bring our children up to do that also. And when you guys get together as a family, it's hysterical. You've got the most incredible humor going there. <laughs> How did you get started in? Uh, when did you get started in TBARA? Oh golly, I I really don't don't know. It was uh, TV. I guess probably when at the very beginning of it, uh, uh, TBRA. Whenever it started, uh, basically I started with them at that time. And uh, whenever we raced, uh, uh, we were going off and racing Alabama and North Carolina and some places like that. Even journeying off when it was dirt and asphalt. Uh, whenever it first got started, we ran some on dirt and pavement. What was it like the first time you had to race against your son? <laughs> well, uh, oh, Pookie. <laughs> Wayne Jr.? Yeah. Or most everybody call him as Pookie? Yeah. But, uh, I, I, it, was, it was quite interesting. Uh, I kind of uh, tried to watch out for him a little bit, but yeah. He, uh, yeah, I got more nervous watching him race, basically, than I ever have. Uh, I watched him come up to the mini stock ranks, and then when he did get in the sprint car, I was really concerned because they're so fast and stuff. But uh, he adapted to it real well, and he, the learning curve he went through was, uh, you know, he didn't go out there and do anything stupid. He never has. But uh, I passed him the first night a couple times uh, pretty fast, and uh, I kind of I think it surprised him. <laughs> Uh, I was, it would anybody, unfortunately. I mean, that's one of those situations where you're first night out and you don't have a whole lot of seat time. Uh, you pretty much well don't know what to expect. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, you got somebody with a little bit of experience coming around that track. Yeah, they, they get by in a hurry. Oh, Wayne, you've won uh, three championships in the TBARAs over the years, the TBARA uh, sprint cars over the years. How, how do you see the health of sprint car racing in Florida these days? Uh, I think it's... Uh about the best thing going right now at the moment. Uh, it's the most exciting division, and it seems to be getting the uh, the best field of cars uh, of any of the uh, classes that I know of. 
Yeah, now you uh, you had 29 cars at uh, DeSoto just uh, a few weeks ago, and I think you had like 20 at uh, at uh, Orlando, I believe. But we weren't there. But uh, from what I was told, you had a packed house at the at, uh, at Speed World. Uh, there there was quite a, a pretty good crowd there. I don't know how they uh, how their weekly crowd regular weekly show is. But I think when uh, sprint cars usually go into any racetrack, uh, I think it draws a better crowd and uh, it's got a better following because they are so much faster than the other classes. And when the people want to see a fast, uh, fast-paced uh, race, well, they'll come out and watch the sprint cars. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I mean, we're we're talking about. Uh, you know, I mean, in an open wheel, when you're going as fast as you are. You know, anything could happen. I mean, you get up, you get hung up on somebody's tire, and, and forget it. And uh, a lot of the, you know, I mean, worst wrecks and some of the best wrecks have happened in that that sprint cup, uh, the sprint cars. And uh, I mean, I think that's what the crowd gets out there for is that excitement. Yeah. And uh, I mean, no matter where you go, whether it's Orlando, Charlotte, DeSoto, you're absolutely right. You draw one heck of a crowd every time the sprint the sprint cars go there. Yeah, that's the the most exciting class to run in. Uh, is the sprint cars and the open wheel basically being an open wheel uh, race car it makes it a little different and it gets to be a little more dangerous because they climb up over the wheels real easy whenever you get uh, close to each other so it's not really a contact sport but then it winds up being that way sometime yeah it's, I, I think that yeah, I mean if, if anything that adds to the excitement in the open wheel you know the open wheel classes but uh yeah, I mean, it, it is unlike any other, I mean, uh, fender classes as far as, I mean, the speed is concerned and uh, the potential for uh, any type of, you know, I mean, incidents happening. Yes, it is. So, now, where are you Where are you going to be at next? Where, what's, what do you have going on next? Well, that, uh, uh, that's probably, uh, that's up to my son uh, when I run again because uh, I'm driving a car that he, he maintains and puts together and, Chuck Christensen, our, our sponsor with uh, Case Contracting, uh, he's uh, helping us out. We couldn't do it without him. Uh, and he's such a great sponsor, Case Contracting is. And what he furnishes is all our equipment. I'm basically driving for my son. And my son is, is uh, he's racing with Case. And he's been running a dirt car, which I don't have a dirt car, but then He's also running some of the USAC shows, so whenever he goes off and races, we have to use, or we are using the same equipment and and putting both cars in the same truck and hauling them to the track. So whenever he goes and races locally, then I'll probably be able to race with him. But when he goes off, then that leaves me without without a place to go. So I'm basically kind of doing it off and on right now at the moment. So I don't know when I'll place. Uh, we're going someplace up in North Carolina next, I believe, with USCS, is what he was telling me the other day. So, how do you see? And, and my, I guess one of the biggest questions I have right now is, with the economy the way it is and everything, and you've been around racing for a long time. Um, obviously, times are tough, and and people are, I mean, struggling. I mean, how is and how secure is short track racing right now? Uh, it's definitely going to affect it, but you know, they've made it through some hard times before. And racing always seemed to manage to race uh, through the years. Whenever it got bad, somehow or another, they managed to keep racing. So I'm hoping it's going to be that way also. But the economy and the price of the fuel is going to 
really put a damper on a lot of it, I'm afraid. It's kind of one of them things where we're just going to have to wait and see how it pans out and try and keep our head above water. I agree. Now, you know, I mean, a lot of young drivers, a lot of young kids out there today, That I mean, obviously you get to watch your son grow up around racing. I mean, uh, you know, with this youth that's out there, and, of course, they need to get themselves the notoriety and, and get themselves the seat time to get themselves the exposure that they're looking for. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's, I guess the question I had was, I mean, looking towards, uh, yeah, I mean, their opportunity to shine as, you know, your family has. Oh, it's very difficult. Very difficult for a young person to get uh, to get into it now. It's getting seemed like it's getting harder and harder all the time uh, for someone to start out unless they've got somebody really backing them with the money to put them out there and give them the good equipment to show their skills skills in. And it's uh, it has to you know be somebody behind them basically to support them and allow them to have the equipment to go out and do well in order to continue to move up the ladder. There's a lot of, uh, I've always I've said this for years, there's a lot of really outstanding drivers out there that race every weekend somewhere but just never get the chance to go up and move up the ladder because of uh, the lack of money and uh, just the situations aren't there for them. They just, sometimes you have to know somebody in the ranks and that's going to bring you up there with them and a lot of people just don't have that. So as a word of advice, be patient. A word of advice from, from me? Uh, from you to, to these young drivers out there is basically be patient. And... Well, uh, the uh, I don't know really what kind of advice I can really give them. It's uh, just, you know, it's the same deal that if you've got enough determination and will to do things, you can, you can make it happen usually if, with a lot of determination and uh, just start at the bottom and, and, you know, something that you can get into and to get some seat time. That's the, that's the main thing is getting seat time in a race car to make yourself uh, good at it. It's uh, Practice makes perfect, and then if you don't get the practice, you're not going to get good at it. And so this is, this is what helped me years ago at Golden Gate Speedway. Uh, I'd go down there on Friday and Saturday night and drive two and three different classes a night. So I was basically making more laps than just about anybody. So I think this is this is what really counts is being able to get in some kind of a race car, whether it's a go kart or or uh, you know a street stock or whatever it is. If they can make laps on a racetrack uh, driving. It's basically all the same. You know, you got to make the corner and you got to step on the gas pedal and you got to use the brakes and you got to learn to stay out of wrecks and you, you know all these things come from practice and and it's something that you can stand and tell somebody it's like picking up a welder uh, you can stand and tell somebody to lay a bead of weld but they will never be able to do it unless they actually pick mm-hmm. up the welder and and start it start doing it uh and then racing is the same way you can't tell somebody how to drive a race car they've got to experience it in order to learn so this is this is the way it's got to be done one thing's for sure you learned one, one, <laughs> yeah, no doubt. Now you, and he still got it. You're starting to see kids younger and younger get into these. You know, I mean, these classes of cars. These, these. Uh, I mean, uh, late models, super late models, things of that sort. I mean, you're starting to see them get in younger. 
Uh, yeah, I mean, we, we just watched and witnessed Logano, of course, get into the uh, the nation <laughs> the nationwide uh, uh, bid and uh, did a great job. But, you know, we start seeing these younger kids getting out there, man. And I'll tell you something, uh, you know, we all wish them well. And, I, I mean, I, I'm sure that there's, I mean, a lot of advice you could offer. And I, I think you just did. Um, and I thank you very much for what you uh, what you offered to them. Yeah, it's, uh, it's something they're getting younger and younger. And, and if you look at a lot of the sports, I think it's the same way in a lot of it. Uh, they start uh, starting out younger playing golf, and they're starting out younger in a lot of your different sports. And uh, and this gives them more more experience as they go up also. Well, I definitely once again need to thank you, and I'm glad you're on with us, uh, Wayne. I'm glad we were able to contact you and, and get you on uh, you know, earlier than 9 o'clock. And keep on winning them races, man. Yes. The fans love it. Look forward to seeing you out there. To Thank track. you so much, Wayne. Appreciate you coming on. Well, anytime you want to holler at me, just give me a call. I'll you. be doing that. Uh, Thank you. Yes, ma'am. Uh, bye-bye. Bye-bye, Wayne. Uh, just a quickie here about uh, the Rudiments. Buzzy's heading out to St. Louis, and he's going to be racing um, at who's, who's ch- uh Kenny Schrader's track, I guess it is. <laughs> Get it together, Carol. <laughs> well, we had to, we had to Buzzy got it already. all messed up, and now I'm all messed up. And it will be televised on Speed Channel Thursday the 12th. So what? look for Buzzy. There you go. And uh, now the TBARA will be at DeSoto on the 21st, DeSoto Super Speedway on the 21st of this month. And then they'll be back at Citrus on the 28th. So... While you tell people a little bit about Full Throttle Friday, I'm going to get Rick Angie's on the phone and find it so we can all find out who, who the Pandora Driver of the Month for May is. Yes, and we're looking forward to hearing about that. Yeah, We're talking about Full Throttle Friday as well as uh, Sunshine State Racing, which we haven't talked about at all. The uh, magazine that we're getting ready to release that's uh, going to cover all the short tracks here in, in the state of Florida. Uh, you know, Robert and I decided to... Uh, yeah, I mean, not only try to get this magazine together, but uh, Jack, a couple other people had asked us if we'd be willing to go ahead and start up the program Full Throttle Friday on Friday nights at Charlotte County. And uh, let me tell you something. Since we've been doing that, uh, uh, it's been a lot of fun. It's been exciting. Uh, getting a lot of, you know, I mean, uh, young drivers, uh, drivers that four-cylinder class. I, you know, it's funny. We, we, you know, I mean, you, you, you think about a racetrack. You don't talk about four-cylinder class as much. But uh, we have probably one of the largest four-cylinder classes down here in Charlotte County, and it keeps growing and growing and growing. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's things like that that we're able to get out there and talk about on a, on a Friday night. Every Friday night for an hour and a half or so. Every Friday that we can. Once once we get the technology, and I'll tell you what, I talked to somebody, Jack, about Vista. And, uh, I mean, some of the issues that we're having with Vista. Yeah. And that's going to be a memory coming up oh, sure. next year. But well, they'll figure uh, it out. once we're able to get out on the road, we can take this thing on the road with us and still do the shows. Well, all you have to do is get a laptop without Vista for now. For now, correct. Uh, and then, you know, I mean, of course, everything as far as money has been, I mean, pushed into Sunshine State Racing. So We still don't have the drum roll, Scott. Ah, we don't have the drum roll, but uh, we do have Rick. Rick Welcome Angie's. back, Rick. That's as good as any drum roll. We don't have the drum oh, roll yet. <laughs> yeah, okay, that was good. That was that was a half-assed uh, drum roll over there. <laughs> the other half is still on the bench. <laughs> well, Rick, we've um, it's come down to this now. Uh, you were uh, put in charge of, of making the final decisions. No uh, pressure, buddy. No pressure. For uh, no pressure at all, right? Dun, da, da, dun, da, dun. So I went through... 
all the race results and, and stories and articles of uh, this past, of, of May of racing in the state of Florida. And, uh, you know, every month so far, you know, somebody has stood out. Jeff Choquette for, was the first one, right? Right, right. Um, you know, and uh, Who's, was it Shane Williams was our second. Shane, Shane Williams. And uh, so, uh, you know, I looked over, and, and, I'm, and, uh, and of course, my luck is that uh, – May was the month of parody. Every every track had different winners, it seemed like, in every class, except for this one racetrack up in northeast Florida, um, and it was uh, Belushi County Speedway Park, and it, it's the mini stock class. And but I couldn't I couldn't actually isolate it down to one driver. So you know I'm I'm me, so I'm different than everybody else. So um, this uh, May, it's an understatement. <laughs> Ace Pandora, jeweler of the month, uh, jeweler, jewelry, inside Florida racing, driver of the month. It's going to be a co-driver deal, and it's going to be Charlie Stats and Travis Stats uh, on the mini stock class up there in Volusia. Well, all right. Way Park. You know, it, it, you know, these two guys, it's either one first, one second, whatever, you know, I mean, uh, and they've been doing it all year long, so uh, I think they really deserve it. Congratulations. Oh. I think that was a good Oh, man. Work. So the boat of them. The boat of them. Absolutely. <laughs> so absolutely. It, it, it goes to the drivers of the month and uh, absolutely well-deserving. Well, that's unique. Yeah. Yeah. They, you know, they, they've, been, uh, they've been hitting it hard up there. And, and uh, you know, good fields and mini stocks up there. Of course, all the class are having good fields up that, you know, dirt track. And uh, like Ken said earlier, we're headed there. Well, they got like 18, 20 cars, something like that, or more? Yeah, well, uh, you know, it's been a little like this past month of May, 12, 13, 15 cars. But, I mean, that's still a good car count in the mini stock class. Mm-hmm. Uh, mini stocks are tough to come by nowadays, and uh, these guys are really doing it up up there. Well, now we'll have to track those guys down and get them on the show next week. Um, uh, inside Florida Racing, I think we're going to be back Monday. So that's Charlie Stats. Charlie and Travis and Stats. Travis Stats. Mm-hmm. From Volusia Speedway Park, many many stock drivers. Many stock drivers, absolutely. Are the Pandora Jewelers winner drivers of the month? Are are you saying we we we're we're doing two plaques this month? Absolutely, I'm gonna cost you money. (laughs) Damn. Well, that's what, cool. Yeah, that is fantastic. This is very 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 difficult uh, thing to do, isn't it? It, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm glad you're in your shoes, and I'm not. I don't know how you do it. Well, thank you, Rick, for helping us out with that. And, yeah, next uh, month it's going to be your job, Carol. No, uh <laughs> I'd have to. They'd have to give out about a hundred thirty-five plaques. If we're not sure that it, we're not sure. Now we're going to take this right back to where this show started before we got on the air. See, we're not sure, Carol, if a woman could do this or not. Don't you oh, even go there. See, because oh. Carol, before the show, Rick. Don't even go be, there. No, no, go there. Be, before, go there. Before the show, Carol was letting That's us. Right. Was letting <laughs> us know her opinions on women in racing. Okay. Now, mind you, shut up right, right now. now. Hang on a second. Opinions are opinions. Yeah, that's right. So you're, you're, you're granted, and, you know, I mean, just like I have so, seen the pedestal some so, people so in you my think, day. So you think that uh, women are, are, are up to uh, deciding the, the, the driver, the Pandora Jewelers Driver of the Month? Yeah, I'll, we'll find out next month. And I'll tell you what, I, again, we, I would like to reiterate, Rick, I, I'd love to hear your comments on this. Um, I still don't think that the drivers promote themselves enough. Mm, no. Uh, well, you know, I don't know whether they don't have the time. I don't know. It, it's uh, 
that's a hard that's a hard call right there. Um, there's so many outlets that they can do it, you know. And should it be the driver promoting himself, or should it be the car owner that hired the driver promoting him, or should they have somebody doing it for him? It's hard to say. Yeah, yeah. But uh, we certainly there's still more that could be done there. That's for that's for sure. There's but, more that can be done in all of promotion and short track racing. Yeah, agreed. Absolutely. Agreed. But. Uh, well, there you go for May. It's uh, Charlie and Travis stats, and uh, uh, who knows what June? We're already well into June, and we got some, we got some a lot of action going in June, man. Yeah, we got some big stuff coming up. Yeah, big time stuff, and uh, we already had some big time stuff. We got some more big time stuff. Thanks, Rick. We'll uh, we will talk to you soon. Of course, Rick and I'll be back here with one of these days real soon, as soon as we figure out what we're going to do as far as our Tuesday show. We're going to do a show. We just haven't quite figured out which which day we're going to do it on. All right. For uh, covering uh, more national news. But uh, thanks a lot. Three, whoa, 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 whoa. Don't go yet. What? what? I want to thank you for three things. What things? For bailing us out tonight. Uh-huh. For the story you wrote about the race that you, that you emailed me. It felt like I went through the whole race again. <laughs> And for all the hard work you do picking the driver of the month. Thank you, Rick. You know what? And I, I need to add on to that, man. I'll tell you something. Go ahead. It, the Make announcing, head real the, big. The, the announcing that went on, I'll tell you something. Yes. Kept the excitement level high on an already exciting, uh, an already exciting race. And you guys are going to blow this guy's head so far <laughs> out the roof, man. I'm not going to be able to put up with Rick it. Rick has <laughs> always been one of my favorite announcers. He screams louder than anybody. I promise you Overhead Door might be the next sponsor, but uh, you know I mean? Guys, uh, he is, he is, I mean, he did put on a great show. And, you and go did. to sleep now, Rick. Well, thanks, guys. If you can get your hat on. <laughs> we'll talk to you soon, Rick. Good night. Good Thank night. you. Man of many hats. They don't fit. So what do you think? <laughs> what do you think? I love it, man. I, I had a blast tonight. Moments. We had great guests. It was a lot of fun. And thank you, Scott, for coming to help oh, I'm us glad out. I, I'm glad I was able to. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm ill-prepared and uh, don't mind that at all. I've been doing was, this for how many years? I'm ill-prepared every week. <laughs> it was one of those, you know, late-night conversations with Jackie. You want to come on tomorrow? Yeah, I don't mind. I'll call you before 1 o'clock in the morning. It's time to go. And you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Good night, everybody. Night, Linda. Thank you.